0: a world where people actually watch the stuff their friends recommend this is I'll look at yours if you look at mine Les, you should have seen us in
1: there I mean, we were really bonding. We were drawing, we were laughing, having a great time, talking about that turbo guy.
2: Turbo Man. Which reminds me, you got the doll, right? The doll. Yeah, the Turbo Man doll. I asked you to pick one up two weeks ago.
3: Oh. <laughs> that doll, <laughs> of course.
2: Howard, you didn't. Please tell me that you did not forget that doll.
1: No, no, I I, I got it. I, I got the turbo Man doll, the one that has those things that shoot out in front with that rock'em, sock'em jet
3: back and with that realistic voice box that says, it's turbo time. I got it.
2: Oh, good. There you are. I mean, you thought for a minute that I would not do something, did you tell me?
3: I got it right away.
2: Good, because at this point, they'd probably be impossible to find.
0: Reality check. The kid knowing exactly what they want and you, as a parent, having to uh, decipher what on earth they're talking about, uh, that's true. Um, So check. Uh, The forgetting to get the gift that is now sold out and is a nightmare to find Uh, Well, that reminds me of trying to get the PS5 this year um, and forgetting to do stuff that happened weeks ago that you were supposedly having uh, to have done. Uh, Yeah, the honeydew failure. Okay, from time to time, sure. But um, the part that's a fridge too far is uh, getting away with lying to your wife, uh, assuring her that you already bought presents weeks ago, and then five seconds later saying, you know, you just need to pop back over to the office because you forgot it there, yeah, she would be onto that bullshit uh, instantly every time. 100% would not fly. (laughs) Greetings, Lookers! Welcome to this edition of I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine, the podcast that's one part movie discussion, one part game show where we never know what we're watching next. And our theme for Series 6 is The Good, The Bad, and Tis the Season, our daily double mashup of good, bad movies and Christmas movies. And today, we will be discussing Jingle All the Way, which came out in 1996. It's an adventure comedy family feature film currently streaming on Amazon Prime in 4K, and I noticed it's also over on Disney Plus and a few other channels. Um, so for Christmas this year, I'm going to give you all a precious gift. Uh, like everyone who does impressions, I, too, have an over-the-top Arnold impression. Uh, It's right here in my pocket. Uh, Now, wait a minute, though. Uh, I'm giving the gift of restraint. I will not do an Arnold voice during the show because we've all heard it a million times and everyone does Arnold. I mean that in both ways. So enjoy this impression-free episode made just for you. Merry Christmas. And if you are in the 0.1% of people who are disappointed by that news, don't worry. Next time we watch an Arnold movie, I'll dust off the voice. In other words, I'll be back. And I'm here today with my distinguished co hosts who are likely talking behind my back. Dad jokes galore. Uh, so let's join their conversation. You already in progress. <laughs> I would expect nothing else. Uh, hey, gang. Hey. Uh, hiya. <laughs> hey there. Uh, with us today, the provocative one, Mr. Devin Schwartz.
3: The game is on. <laughs>
0: Uh-oh. It's Uh-oh. It's not not good. Promise no promise broken. It's, it's
3: much easier when you do a quote from a movie.
0: Maybe now they'll email um, uh, my good friend and current <laughs> dundee champion, the incendiary James Pepe, who now knows my promises are good for about three seconds.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's me, James. Merry Christmas, everyone. Um, little did I, I I had forgotten that this movie was. The first and only Star Wars Harry Potter crossover movie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They got Anakin and Dementors in it. They got fucking Darth Vader in it and Dementors.
0: Wait, who are the Dementors? I noticed Jake Lloyd was in this the, and that was a the shock. Villain...
3: The I'd villain in, in the Turbo Man show yeah. is called Dementor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. His name breeze. is Dementor. That's this, this right. Yeah. In, yeah. After Harry Potter, but I'm sure the naming of all the characters was probably like pat down pat before then. So I, I think it's probably a coincidence. I remember
0: that name being a big deal for a little while. Like everyone thought that was just the greatest name ever.
3: Well, also Dementors weren't even in the first movie, so yeah. No, <laughs> they in the come into one, the third, so, but the book yeah. had been out right. Uh, yeah yeah presumably
0: which i i guess a few people might have read i don't know maybe maybe i don't know i would have wait, to wait this was up. based on a book <laughs> <laughs> jim we're forgetting about you with us also <laughs> is the irrepressible gentleman jim scott hey jim we're still doing greetings hey. <laughs> deep into greetings, a conversation gentle.
5: yes greetings gentle listeners and friends
0: so, let's start off uh, today's show by checking the old headlines. Extra, hey.
2: extra, extra, extra read all about it.
0: All right, find anything interesting in the news today, Devin?
3: Uh yeah, I found a uh, I found a pretty good uh headline here about this this here the this this here film. Uh, I'm going to try to go a little slower through this one cuz it's going to be hard, but I'm going to try my best. Tired Terminator tirelessly trudges through torment on his tirade to obtain Turbo Man <laughs> to rectify transgressions towards Tiny Tot.
0: Well done. Well I was rooting for done, you, buddy. Yes, <laughs> Pulled it off. <laughs> Nailed of yeah.
3: it. I do it five cool. times <laughs> fast. You,
4: yeah, said, <laughs> you said all the T's.
3: Let me try to but, try try also, to but also
4: you said rectify, which is a funny word.
3: <laughs> Tired Terminator tirelessly nope. Tired Terminator tirelessly trudges through torment on his Tyrade to obtain Turbo Man to tra- Damn it. <laughs> can't. I can't. Tired yeah, to to torment on face. his tirade to obtain Turbo Man to rectify transgressions for Tiny Tot. There you uh, go. Yeah. Nailed it again. No. Oh.
0: Through the magic bad, of editing, friend. did it in one. So. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We'll, we'll cut that fine <laughs> down to like right. three words. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. That's a nice mind-bender. job. And uh, <laughs> well well done. Way to go out on a on a limb there. And totally, uh, and totally nail it, um, James Pepe. You want to follow that up? What did you find in the uh, news today? Oh boy! Oh boy! I read the news today. Oh boy!
4: Just ripped from the very headlines. Schwarzenegger's acting is a Christmas miracle. Raves no one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no one sure knows what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm on board with that. Yeah. That was that was some tough stuff, man. This he
4: kind of re- he kind of reminds me of Data because he can't seem to use contractions in like his speech. He he always yeah, just that's like just like not going to happen. Day.
0: I think the writers yeah. probably stopped trying to write contractions and like you can't do that. We have the uh, non-contractions contract stipulation. Yeah, <laughs> he's like
4: he's it like. <laughs> After I hadn't watched Arnold Schwarzenegger, especially in early earlier Schwarzenegger major I guess this isn't that earlier in early in his career, but like like that joke about compared to now um, it is,
0: which is weird. Yeah, I, I guess so. Yeah. We that, didn't feel that. that Simpson's at the time. Uh,
4: that Simpson's joke about what's his name, like Adam Man, who can't say up and Adam,
0: you know?
3: He's up an atom at, at them. Yeah. Yeah, so like, See, you perfect. tricked me into doing my Arnold
0: again.
4: No, that was what's his name oh yeah that man. was uh
0: yeah that was the arnold knockoff we're 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 in like two degrees of separation here
4: yeah yeah you're
0: safe yeah exactly it's, it's the, a, xerox, but a xerox by,
4: by, by the rule buckets
0: it's you're safe okay we won't count that one i'm forgetting the guy's name now the the simpsons knockoff arnold It it was radioactive man wasn't it well the actor that plays radio oh, uh, Rainier in that. Rainier Wolfbane. Or Thank something? you, Rainier Wolfbane. Oh wow Well done. Well done. What All a right. name. You get a, a Simpson point. Put that on the board. That sounds like a, a fantasy character. Well, kind of yeah, I mean, kind of is. Um, but yeah, he's definitely an Arnold knockoff. Yeah, um, so cool. even see, even the Simpsons have their uh cheesy Arnold knockoff character, everyone's got one. Um, OK, cool. Uh, I wonder if there was anything else in the maybe the fantasy news or something else. Jim, what were you reading today? What periodical? Oh, you I,
5: I was slu- I was slumming it. I was oh, reading okay, off okay. of the, um, the Florida Sun Gazette. So <laughs> uh, this headline is uh, how a Florida citizen has managed to capture every Black Friday incident from his home state in one film.
2: <laughs> oh, shit. Totally. <laughs> yeah, right.
0: Only through the magic of a big-budget Hollywood production, I assure you. hmm <laughs> Yeah. There are some incredible things in here that were not exactly believable, but I guess that's the miracle of the Christmas season. We're supposed to just overlook uh, any plot holes and just plow forward on our envy. Um, that's right.
5: That's right.
0: Yep. Powered with the blood of dinosaurs. The way... And you should be and,
5: fuel, and fueled and by copious amounts of eggnog too. That's while we right. Watch these films,
0: yeah, there is yeah. a non-alcoholic eggnog, as uh, Phil Hartman said. Yeah. Exactly. Oh man, seeing Phil
4: Hartman was a little was a little heartbreaking, to be honest. It
0: it was. Yeah, yeah. We we'll, we will get to that. It was. I had forgotten everyone that was in this except for Arnold, to be honest. Um, it had, it's been so long. Um, since this movie was like a thing, and I don't, I guess it airs, but it's not something you probably seek out. It really fits the good, bad, uh, I think it fits the good, bad <laughs> theme of our show pretty well um, in that in that sense. Okay, so, I have to be careful what keys I hit on my keyboard, apparently. Okay, uh, so next up, um, before we get into that, why don't we do the rundown so that we know... What we're talking about? A little context.
4: Yeah, this is a, a, an intricate an intricate web <laughs> of uh, of intrigue in this movie. So someone has to. Unpack oh yeah, this you're course. gonna
0: you're gonna need the you're gonna need the uh, notes going in. It's tough to. Follow. Yeah, yeah.
3: There's a rundown you asked for. I may have expanded some areas that you weren't prepared for. Great. But I think... Fax
0: that to everyone on the distribution
1: list.
3: Uh, sure. You want to look at it first? Do
0: I need to? No. No, no. I just want to make sure we have the same format. Believe it or not, our boss Charles Miner just demanded a rundown, and so demanding. Aged on me. Oh, boy. Jim from The Office just handed the dossier to Devin. So let's see what Devin has for us on Jingle All the Way. Take it away, Devin.
3: So uh, Jingle All the Way is a 1996 comedy holiday film about a father who vows to get his son a Turbo Man action figure for Christmas. However, every store is sold out of them, and he must travel all over town and compete with everybody else in order to find one. It was directed by Brian, uh, Brian Levant, who also directed the Flintstones live action movie um, and The Spy Next Door. Dude, that uh, totally was, makes uh, sense. The yeah. kind
0: of like tone this hit.
3: Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Written by uh, Randy Cornfield, whose only other film I recognize is Eight Legged Freaks. A <laughs> uh, bit of a nod. Wow. Surprise. <laughs> it. That one knocked yeah. up on all of us, as spiders do. <laughs> Uh, it stars, as I said, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, Sinbad, Phil Hartman, Rita Wilson, um, and then also a ton of just like random famous guest stars. Jim Belushi plays a Santa. Uh, Martin Mole is a DJ in a radio studio. Uh, that Jake- was Jim Belushi. Sorry. Yeah.
4: Yeah, Jake
3: Jake Lloyd plays his son, who you guys would know as Anakin Skywalker, as we've already alluded to. And that guy, I don't I don't know if there's like a story about his career or not, but he has been in like nothing. He was in four episodes of ER, Unhook the Stars, Jingle All the Way, Apollo 11, Host, and then he played Anakin. And then he just played Anakin a bunch of times in like video games and spinoffs and stuff. And then nothing. After Anakin, he never played another role. There's a lot about him
0: out there i'm sure yeah, that you can look up video there's some good video essays on youtube but uh that one guy yeah. says that was uh he was the other guy that was down to him and, and jake lloyd and of course jake lloyd got it and i think i mentioned this on the show he was like dodged a bullet basically thought about that he, he just mm. did a documentary as well so even the wow. second kid that didn't get chosen's life was affected by it In a in mm. a real uh, way Wow. so yeah
3: also uh starring... had some tough times. yeah uh, also starring though at the time he wouldn't have been a name Chris Parnell this was his first film appearance um, before I think it was before SNL um, but people would know him from SNL he was the in this film he was the shopkeeper who laughs in Arnold's face when he asks about the Rundle. Okay. Mm. Um, he was one of those guys
0: I was like I recognize you but I don't know why
3: yeah he was a pretty prolific SNL guy he was on on there for quite a few seasons yeah uh, um, and uh, also I just wanted to point out Daniel well I, I it was odd I thought in the opening scene um that the guy playing turbo man was just arnold or like a stunt double because like they don't really show his face and he only has a couple lines and i'm like they're probably just having arnold play him so that when he shows up later it'll look like the same general shape you know um but actually it was a different actor his name is daniel riordan who is still a uh, practicing actor he does a lot of voice work and he played uh, alduin in, in skyrim the evil dragon antagonist in skyrim which i thought was just a random thing um uh, that was interesting yeah his Uh,
4: his headshot on imdb is him in klingon makeup
3: yeah he was a klingon in two episodes of star trek as well i don't know know which generation but yeah
0: that tells you what to cast this guy in right off the bat this is who i am in hollywood cast me in your epic fantasy or sci-fi thing
3: uh, there's also other, a couple other uh, recognizable people. Robert Conrad was the police officer. He's sort of one of those faces that just pops up every once in a while. I think he was like a big Western star when he was younger, and now he's and now he just shows up in are world. Not now. In the 90s and 2000s, he showed up as like random old man, you know, pop or authority figure of some kind.
0: Yeah, I kid you not. I also felt that about him. Like, I recognize this guy, but I don't know where I recognize him from.
3: It's yeah, one he doesn't have fun... anyone like, you would know him from. It's more just like he just shows up every you know, now yeah. and again.
0: Yeah. No, it's one of those IMDb, like, rabbit holes you can go down <laughs> yeah. and, uh, you know, scroll down the list until you see something you saw him in. Uh,
3: some f- uh, awards. It won the Blockbuster Entertainment Award. If that doesn't date the movie, I don't know what does.
0: <laughs> uh, for oh, my God. For
3: actor Sinbad. <laughs> Sinbad uh, took that? Yeah. Prestigious statue? Um it also got nominated for, didn't win, but got nominated for two different uh, negative award shows, both a Razzie for Worst Director, uh, Brian Levant. Oh, wow. And there's one called The Stinkers, which I've never heard of. But it got nominated for Worst Supporting Actress, Rita, Rita Wilson, Worst Actor, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Most Painfully Unfunny Comedy. Uh, all, all nominations, but not not winners. But Yikes. yeah, it really got just just dragged in the negative <laughs> award scene. Um, All right, so, yeah. I'm not sure, oh. but I guess I'll ring that up. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the song, Congratulations! You need the zonk sound effect for that. Uh, for the, yeah, the, I the got it. Awards. Oh, you do?
0: Well, I've got something that'll work. If I dig it up.
4: Did you see the? Uh, did you see the rating it has on Rotten Tomatoes? I did not <laughs> look that up. What? What is it sitting at? So the audience <laughs> audience score. Thirty-eight percent, a respectable,
2: yep.
4: a, a gentleman's thirty-eight. <laughs> yep, on the tomatometer. Toma, tom, to, <laughs> yeah, toma, uh, there
5: we oh, go meter. again. <laughs> Think he's up in Tomatometer. You like
0: tomatometer. Tomato Yeah. <laughs> 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 it has a.
4: <laughs> There's your. Well, <laughs> uh, yeah.
5: uh,
4: I'll set you up for an for a good record scratch here. So oh, okay, cool. To- on two. the tomatometer, it has a whopping 19%. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was laying in I love jo- yeah, it. Johnny
4: on the spot with that record scratch.
0: It's like paging back, like desperately paging back to it while you're talking. Oh, well. <laughs> we didn't get that one.
4: Yeah the the readiness of that uh, that soundbite has a 19% rating on
0: the <laughs> yeah, <laughs> worth every penny for this soundboard. Yeah. yeah that's how they get you. They you know you get the entry level one and it has a certain amount on the page or whatever and then they're like we know you're going to get you for that $250 one sooner or later. When you realize you need ever more buttons.
3: Um so there's quite a few fun facts for this film that's that awesome. I found. Um Starting with a casting related one while well, we're still on that note, Vern Troyer was one of the elves, um, one of the, the most, uh, had the most speaking lines, but was not credited despite being a fairly famous actor nowadays. Yeah. Um, had a pretty big role in uh, Harry Potter. And I believe he was Mini Me, right? He was yep. Mini Me. Yep. Yeah. Awesome Powers. Um, so yeah, Austin
4: Powers. Pretty well known.
3: Um, producer Chris Columbus wanted Joe Pesci to play Myron, the uh, uh, male. Uh, man, but he was deemed too short at five foot three to stand next to Arnold Schwarzenegger, who was six foot two, despite the fact that Schwarzenegger had already done two films with Danny DeVito, who is shorter than Joe mm-hmm. right, So, yep. yeah. For yeah, some that was doesn't not watched.
0: Something else happened there or something. Yeah, I'm wondering. Because um, I was also wondering that. I was like, Sinbad seems like, yeah, he's okay. He's Sinbad. He's a personality. He's He'll show up, you know, ready to work and be Sinbad. In your 90s movie, yeah. right? But um, yeah, but, I was like, why did they cast Sinbad specifically? He's not really a good like opponent for Arnold, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, someone that could really take it to him, you know? Um, well, they, I mean, they couldn't... They so that make sense? S- that it- so sorry. No, that's okay. I was just finishing my thought. It just makes sense that oh, okay. it, he was kind of like a recast or something. I want to hear yeah. what you had to say. <laughs> oh, you- <laughs> yeah, yeah, lay it on me.
4: No, no, I was going to say that they, <laughs> Jesus Christ, they couldn't get, listen to this one, folks. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> All right. <laughs> they couldn't uh, get that's... sin good, so they had to settle for sin bad.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't forget, to,
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget to tip your waitresses, <laughs> try the meal. The oh, 9 damn. o'clock show is totally different from the 7 o'clock
2: show. The <laughs> <laughs>
4: and yeah. then a and then a big hook came and drugged me off the podcast. You
0: yeah. should get, I'm going to buy you a hook for Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Just
3: like uh, a graphic uh, that bit. does that that like comes in and just pulls his portion of the video just like pulls it yeah, out right. of frame. I think I think it's Santa might have something like that, like, that like
0: that in his digital bag. Yeah. We'll work uh, on that.
3: It might not surprise you to learn that Sinbad improvised a majority of his lines, um, which makes sense why his lines were funnier than a lot of the lines in this film. I think, um, but William, I am Jack Black. We'll surprise, later. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and Arnold Schwarzenegger obviously improvised a lot of his responses, as you would have to. He can't just be like, "What?" <laughs> so you know, um, yeah. The world premiere. The oh world boy. Premiere his, te- on... his
0: dialogue. <laughs> Don't remind me to talk about that later. <laughs> Jesus.
3: The world premiere was held on November 16th, 1996 at the Mall of America in Bloomington, where parts of this were filmed. Mm-hmm. Um, the story is based on the 1980s shopping frenzy over the Cabbage Patch dolls. But coincidentally, that the very year this film came out in 1996, there was another shopping craze for the Tickle Me Elmo. Yeah, um, Tickle they, Me Elmo. You could never have predicted, but if it just so happened that there was a, a whole other uh, replication of this phenomenon. Okay, the, Tickle yeah. Me Elmo story.
0: A friend of mine... Worked at Target and ended up a box fell off a truck or something. He ended up having one. Let me just say that. So we all in the night, this happened in the nineties. We're all in like high school or something. So we all went down to the mall with our tickle me Elmo, you know, on, on a mission to sell this thing for top dollar, but nobody wanted it. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if everyone who didn't get it, had already settled on it. A few people were like, Oh, it's the tickle me Elmo. But uh, yeah, it, it didn't go. So things, things in movies Damn. aren't true. I know.
4: <laughs> well, maybe if you hadn't like dressed up like the Warriors or something, just like swinging chains in the mall, people, people might have won. You will do tickle me
5: Elmo, you? Just like, just like snapping
4: their switch blades at people and stuff. Like, totally. Come get your tickle
0: me Elmo.
3: Talking and I did Cockney have my accent. switch comb for my, my <laughs> yeah. greaser
0: look. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, speaking of toys, the toy that Myron references in the diner uh, that he did not get as a child, the uh, Johnny 7 OMA one-man army seven guns in one as uh, a real toy that did exist in 1964 what? and if if future editing ben remembers i have sent him a graphic an image of this uh gun it is an absolute abomination of a toy no um, man that thing looks awesome everybody should look at it, it. <laughs> um so hopefully he pops it up in the, in the video right now. i, I actually looked under the universe. chat
0: yeah um i'll try to remember to put that into the show
3: yeah yeah uh in, 20, or, uh, in 1996, when the film came out, they did release a number of Turbo Man dolls, uh, action figures, um, uh-huh. that have become a, they become a very rare collector's item now because they did not produce huh. very many. But uh-huh. coincidentally, just Smart. this year, Funko started producing them again and is making new Turbo Man dolls. You can buy a brand really? new 2021 Turbo Man doll right now. Which is a crazy coincidence. Um, Everyone go now. Oh, Let's man. recreate the, this thing for realsies. The Turbo Man <laughs> show itself is uh, clearly a parody of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh right, you know, and Power Rangers yeah, right that would know. That got me right in the face. Yeah,
0: yeah, not lost uh, this on, is, on this Ranger.
3: This was one of the most Mister. shocking things in here. The giant. Speaking, again, speaking of cast, I, I should have mentioned this earlier. The giant Santa in the uh, big fight scene was the big show from WWE. <laughs> giant, oh really wow. That's the big yeah, show. That yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, That's big show.
0: It, yeah.
4: yeah. That guy was big. The time, he he, he was,
3: wasn't an yeah. ironic name in his case. At the time, he was fighting for the World Championship Wrestling, WCW, uh, as the Giant, referred to as the Giant. Okay. Um, but later became the big show. Yeah, uh, I saw him live.
0: He was, he was big. He was big guy.
3: Finally, uh, the makers of this film were sued. Uh, Murray Hill Publishing, by, by Murray Hill Publishing, that sued 20th Century Fox, claiming that the uh, screenplay for this film was stolen. Sure. From them, uh, it was sold to them by a high school uh, biology teacher named Brian Webster, who uh, titled it "Could This Be Christmas." They bought the script, and there was some uh, script reader that had a common connection with 20th Century Fox, and they blamed it all on this guy who had read the script and then tried to resell it to Fox. Mm. Um, the original lawsuit was for 19 million dollars, uh, and it got reduced down. They they were they were uh, uh, guilty. I mean they they. Uh, they the, they won, but they only gave they only had to pay one point five million, uh, even though the film itself Which is grossed a like sum. sixty something. But yeah, uh,
0: yeah. But if he so were it's, to it's be paid crazy. for that screenplay up front in the '90s dollars, that would have been a fine amount. But, but yeah, yeah um, writing such a tough thing like that. Uh, ideas are out there, you know, and inevitably someone's going to either hear something and then either maliciously or not, it'll an idea will creep its way into something and then mm-hmm. people will sue and they kind of have to sort it out it's just a tough thing like with like knowing who you can even show your ideas to and pitch to and all that and there's legalities around it all it's a mess
3: there was also a straight to dvd sequel starring larry the cable guy which we mm-hmm. will not oh, mention man, again in this episode it's not <laughs> just not
0: no larry I can't imagine either. how bad it
3: is yeah my kid I, yeah, will be I like, oh, "No mater," just... and come running out here. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's it for the rundown. That
0: was great. Good job on the rundown. Yeah, interesting yeah. stuff. Yeah, that was all good. Um, I almost want to do another record scratch, but I'll give you an R two.
3: Use please. You tell me you, you can't do those noises with your mouth, Ben. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um.
0: There was that guy that probably could, who was in all those uh, police, um, police academy, academy <laughs> movies. Yeah, yeah you yeah. got to talk to that dude. I don't know how he did some of that, but I bet he would be the guy you'd want to talk to about it. But yeah, I can use Michael Winslow. Winslow. Michael <laughs> Winslow. Yeah, 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 I mean, there's human sounds in R 2s voice too. I could probably do the human parts, but uh nah, I'm not. Wow. Gonna. Yeah, I'm exactly. Like, wow. yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. That, but... Don't tempt me. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: it almost happened <laughs> all right so um what if, uh, hey, what, if,
4: what if jimmy stewart was r2 oh
0: man what would that sound like all right uh, uh, i might bloop. put a i might put a sound clip oh you're gonna go for it oh let's hear it oh thank you that'll be a christmas gift to me
4: <laughs> you want the bleep loops, mary i'll give you the bleep loops.
0: <laughs> that's acceptable. you want the
4: Death Star, Mary? I'll throw I'll throw all asshole around it. That's just <laughs> what that SGD2 sounds like. He just He's dressed
0: in like Han's outfit, but it's Jimmy Stewart. Yeah, yeah, that'd be yeah. Oh, that's not a moan uh, That's a space station. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, be re- re-
3: Recreate Star Wars shot for shot, but it's all just Jimmy Stewart in every role. <laughs> Jimmy right. Stewart Coming to, to you next. Part, yeah. Coming to you next
0: Christmas. A very uh, Stuart of Star Wars.
3: Oh,
4: Misa Jar Jar Binks.
5: Oh, no. (laughs) That makes Jar Jar so much better. Are you kidding me? Oh, man.
4: If Jimmy Stewart used Jar Jar Binks, that would be... Oh, God. That's so funny.
0: Uh, I a red lightsaber around here somewhere.
4: (laughs) Oh, there it is. You could... When, when Darth Vader kills Obi-Wan and his robe drops, they could do that whole scene. Obi-Wan could appear somewhere else and Darth Vader could, like, have his robe. And Obi-Wan could be like, oh, give me back the robe. And then Darth Vader could be like, oh, no, come on, I'll marry. <laughs> the,
3: oh, scene, no. the scene where yeah. they're getting uncomfortably close on the phone, it's like Chewie and Han, you know, they're just like, <laughs> yeah. talking into the little thing.
0: And then we go the opposite direction, right? He's like, I wonder what it would be if I was never born. And it, we could turn it into like, get Sir Alec Guinness to do the It's a Wonderful Life Star it's Wars. It's a Wonderful version. Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, if I hadn't been there for
3: Luke? My bad, I mean, Alec Guinness. We're so, we're so off topic. Oh,
0: we're, yeah. we're, we're doing something off-topping. here. Yeah. <laughs> I need more, Kevin. Yeah, keep this, clear. Oh, this is, keep this rolling. I, I, just,
4: I wanted I wanted little Darth Vader in this movie to be like, oh,
0: this is pod
4: racing. Yeah. I wanted it so bad.
0: Yeah, alas, oh, oh, um, man. I, I, I was so surprised. I, I okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves because we're getting a Jake Lloyd. Okay, I'm gonna pocket that. Let's figure out who submitted this. Um, let's we'll see if anyone can guess this right, even one of us, because we've we're on, yeah, a, we're on a, such a, a, a fail roll. It's true, yeah. yeah. We've been crit failing for like the last two episodes. Oh so
3: man, well, we all got a 50 50 chance, so it's that's good. That's up. true. Some of us, <laughs> some are, of us have options? no chance.
5: Ben I'm raising my hand, and Devin. Devin's raising okay. his hand.
0: Ben and Devin. It's down, it is down Bevin. to us in the squid game.
4: The celebrity couple of Bevin.
0: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We're down to Bevin again, everyone. Here yeah. come the paparazzi. They're going to screw it up.
4: Jeez. Can't go anywhere with these guys. That's right. Always with the paparazzi.
0: Always, always. Bevin, Bevin, who are you wearing? That's right. It's time to play Who Done It, the segment of the show where we find out who submitted the movie for this week's show. Um, so Pepe as our reigning Who Dundee champion, it is your privilege and honor to guess first. It is down to, as we just said, myself and Devin. Who do you think done it?
4: Yeah, so I think um I think you, you I think this is you, Ben. I think you tipped your hand on this one last week. <laughs> um if this is Devin, I'll be surprised, but uh although it is it is it comes in a minute under ninety minutes, so it might be Devin's just based on that alone. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, right. Although I think this was also before Devin was breadcrumbs. Bennett, Devin, you're like five or six years old, right?
3: I was one year old. I, on
4: the okay. Yeah,
0: ninety six was the year I said this last episode, but I'll repeat it because this is the movie we were talking about. It came out in nineteen ninety six. That was the year I graduated high school, so I was uh, uh, definitely going to the movies at this point with okay. my buds. Man, I'm just thinking, like, if this, if this isn't
4: Devin's movie, though, what movie could Devin possibly have submitted for this? series i don't well, know you might
0: find out later in the show i guess
4: so okay i'm gonna i'm gonna go with ben because i think yeah i think this is, think okay. this is Ben. Ben, one vote are you?
0: for me <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay
4: not, i'm like 19%. <laughs>
0: <Wow>. <laughs> <You're at> 19 percent <laughs> just like my <laughs> uh, record scratch
5: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: excuse me <laughs> yeah um everything's 19 percent from now on That's your new thing. (laughs) We'll get you a t-shirt. Yeah. So I am obviously not going to vote for myself because uh, that would be dumb. So I'm going to use my favorite person to vote for is Devin. He's been my red herring, several series, um, most series, uh, the majority of the time. And so it's an easy vote for me to say that without having to follow up with anything. But uh, I really liked what Pepe said about the whole under 90 minutes thing. Um, yeah, that was a, it was a short film in that sense, so um, I guess that would appeal to Devin, so I'll, I'll steal that as my reason.
3: Um, but Devin, it couldn't have been you. Who done it? Well, yeah, I mean, surprise, surprise, wouldn't have vote for Ben, obviously. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, I think red herring is the right word to use because you're trying to throw everyone else off. Yes, What's this yes, word sir. Herring? I'm using herring. it right for once. Red, red herring media here. Yeah, that's um, right. I'm changing the name. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, was, like you said, this movie came out when you were a teenager. I think it'd be like a fun, goofy movie to go and see with your, you know, your buddies. Yeah, um you know, it makes a lot of sense.
0: Escape mom and the family at Christmas time and get out with my friends. Sure. Yeah, that was a thing. Okay. Jeez, mom. <laughs> I need space. I'm in front of the I'm guys, Doug. mom. Jeez. Yeah. You remember Doug from the state at all? Anyone? Anyone? No. I'm Doug. Your dad. Kids and adults don't mix. I'm out of oh, here. Oh man, I don't remember that. I'll check it out sometime. It's it's a funny like Gen X teenage thing. <laughs> okay. This MTV's the state. Their comedy sketch show from the '90s. It was pretty good stuff. Uh, okay, uh, so um, oh, Devin, do you have Cat's guess
3: handy? I do. Uh, she said I had a hard time choosing who done it. Mm-hmm. I believe Devin could be playing 3D chess with me to think it was Ben who submitted it. But I still think it was Ben that submitted this film. So she okay. lost in her guests. She's joining the bandwagon without even knowing that it's ben a bandwagon. Wagon. Yeah. Yeah, no. no. That adds wagon legitimacy wagon. So, to her vote. Also, speaking of couple names, I like our last name couple name better because it's Schwitchel. That's just fun to say. Schwitchel?
0: Dude, that should Schwichel. be a. We should put up a donut shop right next to uh, <laughs> Winfold for <whatever> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
5: Run them out of business.
0: Run them out of town. There's only room for one big donut in this town. <laughs>
2: that's,
4: that's so? I don't know why that got me so good. Oh man,
0: you never know what's that name.
5: <laughs> that name kind of suggests that you would be selling both donuts and pretzels for some reason.
0: Okay, we'll add pretzels yeah. on there.
5: Yeah, hell sure. yeah, everyone sure. likes pretzel day. Yeah,
3: hot, that's my favorite office episode. Why aren't there more pretzel and donut shops? You know, you'd think those would go like a lot of the same materials would be used yeah. to make both. Why wouldn't you just bring it? Well,
0: we're, shh, quiet now. We're on to something here. <laughs> Put it in your pocket. <laughs> Don't give away all I'm the sorry. trade secrets.
3: <laughs> There's a donut shop in near our town. I've got to like pitch in a this in
0: Silicon Valley next week. Come on.
3: There's uh-huh. a donut shop in a town near us called Donuts and Water. That's like the name, it's called Donuts and Water. And they have donuts and they have water. <laughs> And we can just make donuts and pretzels. That's the sequel to Donuts and Water. It's just donuts and pretzels. I'm going to open a shop called Not
0: Gimmicky and just have a diner that has all your standard fare.
4: There is is a fucking diner. I don't don't remember who was in Berkeley or or Oakland now. But it just had the best name ever. It was called Sconehenge.
2: <laughs> it was just <laughs> so good. Like, Sconehenge,
4: oh, I'm there, man. Sconehenge is so good. That's
0: great. They it's had like be. A, just
4: a fucking phone book for a menu, too. It was like one of those places. Wow. You'll
0: get me in the door with a gimmick and a clever name like Sconehenge, but you better follow up with a product that I have to have again. So, Because I want to actually yeah. be sitting yeah. around with
3: my friends and being like, Sconehenge time. Those scones you know? better taste like British boulders, you know, like it's got to really right. match up to the name. Like a, they got to go down like a rock in your guts.
4: Yeah. You can really tra- taste the druid in this. That's right.
5: <laughs> Next I month, an extra... it will pass. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. Many moons. You can track it with your scone sconehenge. <laughs> yeah. Also yeah, tells right. the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. it's the clock, so we got that going for us that's my and that's my pitch that's my that's my pitch next week okay (laughs) so we have one more guess gentleman jim scott the most important guest of all who done it
5: yeah this is definitely a toss-up so ben i mean you really adhere to like good dialogue good cinematography novel way this movie's none of that um uh, and I and I agree with uh, the negative awards. So I am interested. <laughs> to s- I yep. am so interested in seeing the explanation of why this movie was submitted. Um, Devin, this seems like light. It seems like something you might, you know, choose. But why? Um, I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, but I, I got to go with you, Ben. I feel like this would be more Thor-verse
4: yours than for
0: me. Devin.
4: This is two weeks in a row with the bandwagon.
0: Yeah, and that's right. It's an actual thing. Last yeah. week it was a joke, and now it's all become serious like Trump's presidency. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well,
4: ah, if the other if the other candidate wasn't so unlikable, I mean, come on, Oh right.
2: damn! it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Oh <laughs> no! Oh, oh thank you. that's right, that's right, David. Laugh. You're the, you're the Hillary knows. Clinton,
5: in this joke.
2: Hey, I'm fine with that. <laughs> it's just a joke.
4: Just a joke. Yeah,
3: <laughs> it was too funny not to laugh.
5: I feel very guilty <laughs> for having I found that so funny. <laughs>
3: I feel appropriately guilty. No, Pokemon, um, Pokemon
0: um. Go to the polls. <laughs> right. Oh no! Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gonna Hello, go ahead fellow and fellow uh, teenagers. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm just gonna go ahead and hit you with this for me. No. Ah,
3: oh, it, it wasn't. Wait,
4: does that? That's. That it, it happened wasn't you?
3: again.
4: Oh no, Devin!
3: What a shocker! Oh my god! Although it didn't technically happen again because Ben. You correctly guess, but you knew obviously. This was no. I salary, don't get a point buddy. for that. Yeah, yeah my guessing uh, is a ruse only. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, this was my this is my movie. Now that, that I know that it's a movie,
4: I'm sorry. I, bad. I keep on stepping on your fucking. No, no, I can cut stuff. you out
0: later. That's what the beauty is of uh, the, the whole <laughs> oh, track. Anytime I don't it. like anything Pepe has to say, I just cut it out. Oh no. <laughs> That's I got,
5: ultimate I control. <laughs> I gotta stay
4: listening to the show, I guess.
0: No, I'm just, I'm like, I, I kid, I kid. Just kidding, but not really. No, go oh, ahead, man. I, I want uh, to hear you.
4: I was just gonna say, now that I know it's Devin's movie, it all it all falls into place because, goddamn, <laughs> this movie sucks.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now I feel appropriately guilty again.
0: Yeah. No, uh, that, that, that is, I mean, you know, that's a valid point in that, um, I, you do have some explaining to do. You,
3: see? you got some to do.
0: All right. So now that we know who done it, it's time to find out why done it. Um, what led you to choose jingle all the way, Devin? <laughs> so-, <laughs> <laughs> so it was just
4: a complete coincidence that you brought up this movie last week. Ben?
0: Yeah,
3: like, isn't I that was, weird? I was, I was, I was shocked. Was crazy. I had to control the shock within me when you brought it up. Like, yeah, anyone like like hearing this now trying to keep myself from appearing shocked.
0: Go back yeah, to last uh, week's episode Jim, where I just I, happened to bring it up. Uh, it was, I, feel that like, was crazy. I feel like we need,
4: a, we need an inquiry. There's been some collusion here. I think seriously, right? Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. It,
0: it surprised the heck I'm out of me training. at the end of last show when it came up. Yeah, this now that I get be, to say that, this is
4: going to be this is Jinglegate. Uh, right here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> A full panel of congressional yeah. investigation. Well, I just, yep. I mean, apparently the subpoenas don't mean anything, so I don't have to show up. So, so there. Top down.
3: Yeah. Uh, okay. So, <laughs> right, yeah,
0: right. trenchant, hard hitting, <laughs> <laughs>
3: the,
4: the hard hitting political commentary. That's right. Yeah, I'll look at yours. That's podcast. what
0: people will tune in for.
4: So, I chose this movie. Um, People tune in. Yeah. They t- they adjust <laughs> the rabbit ears on top of their fucking podcast <laughs> machine. They tune in. That's how this works, right? I think so, right? <laughs> they huddle <laughs> around the radio. I chose this movie. So
3: it's fucking Victrola. <laughs> All right, okay, Kevin, well, go ahead. I chose this movie. Um when we rolled good, bad, and we knew we were going to do uh, Tis the Season, I, this is the absolute first movie that came to my, like, top of my mind. Um, and at the time, I was distraught and even messaged Ben at the time because I couldn't find it anywhere. I didn't tell yeah. him what the movie was, but told him I couldn't find the movie. I really wanted to submit and wanted to, like, bend the rules because I so wanted to talk about this movie for this category. Um, because I think it is it is definitely a bad movie. Like, this is a a B movie, like like, all the way through. Um, But it it gets to a point, I think like the ridiculousness gets so heightened that it is just like a joy to watch. And on top of that, for whatever reason, maybe it's because I watched it as a kid um, and it's just nostalgia, but the ending still like emotionally hits me every time. Like when he's on the float and like calls his son up like absolutely tearjerker every single time, no matter what. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. A movie that's able to be that cheesy and that stupid the entire runtime and then those last 10 minutes still get a tear out of me like that's that's impressive. And that I think perfectly matches the good bad uh, theme of the season.
0: Yeah, I want to hear how that hits you, uh, Jim. But I also want to say that as a dad, that ending part did hit true for me. Um, but I'll say that, yes, there are definitely problems with this that I can't wait to talk about. But um, that specific part got me and I was even i even like turned to my wife and I was like, geez, I wish you. there was like a moment where you guys were in a crowd and like, that's my husband, that's my dad. It's like, <laughs> just like every dad's fantasy, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
4: did she just did she let you down easy that it would never happen
0: <laughs> she's like oh, i want that too for Ow, me i was like oh please. yeah okay. <laughs> I mean, you just, guess I see your you just point. literally pull your collar and see yeah it comes up yeah where's that hook <laughs> save me <laughs> yeah, hook. Right. yeah so jim did that uh explain it uh well enough for you like why you chose it or are you what what do you think Does no, it strike really. you, sir <laughs> no
5: <laughs> not no. good enough uh no, as far as the film itself, like, uh, I look at it from a different angle because I grew up, like, you know, during the 80s and stuff. So I was privy to Schwarzenegger films. They were bad films, but people loved them. Like, if you look at Commando now, you're like, you know, I, oh, yeah. But, like, they're, they're and they are definitely in that category of movies for guys that like movies. They would show this on TBS and, and stuff. But during that time, I liked those movies. I liked the Rambo. I liked the, and then I liked Schwarzenegger comedy, like Twins, and you know some of those. um, Yeah, those are really
0: good movies. Some of them were better than they had any. Twins is one of them that was better better than it had any business being. Um, It surpassed what it should have been or what we expected from it.
5: Yes, absolutely. And um, this movie escaped me. I didn't watch it. Me neither. Uh, I'm not a I'm not, as, nice. yeah. um, I'm not a big fan of yeah. I'm not a big fan of Sinbad. I don't think he's that funny. yeah. yeah personally, yeah. nope. Um, I didn't really like his uh, brand of co- comedy, but I do. Re- I mean, I respect the man. He's out there, you know, performing and stuff. You're you're not gonna like everything, you you,
0: you know. Yeah, I don't um, love him or hate him. I'm just kind of like, yep, yeah, Sinbad. He's a personality. Yeah, if yeah. You, like I said earlier, if you want someone reliable to show up to work and uh, ready to yes. shoot uh sinbad was your man in the 90s you know um but i i feel like he wasn't going to be like you know breaking box office records but he was like you know people it was acceptable
5: yeah 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 so we we share that um that same feeling yeah Yeah, but uh a lot of schwarzenegger movies they don't really age well uh beyond the like the iconic phrasing And some scenes, like I still love Predator. I haven't seen it in so many years, but I I still love that, you know, original um, movie. And I remember seeing it as a kid for the very first time
0: and being wowed, but I don't think a lot of shorts. We'd never seen anything like it. It was on a level. Predator was on a level right up there with just about any cinematic experience of my childhood. That was like, just wow, what am I seeing here? This is crazy. Um, not only like it was like the peak of like the eighties tough guy thing that we totally bought into back then. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. And secondly, it was like the spectacle and, and, uh, the stuff with aliens that we'd never seen before. So I'm right there with you, Jim. Like I had a flashback of watching this, spending the night at my buddy's house. We rented it on VHS tape and I remember watching it on their big boxy, big screen TV.
5: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those kind of movies. And, and uh, just because we're on the subject of movies that we really got wowed as, as a kid, Poltergeist was there. I remember watching that Big movie time, yeah. so many times and all my friends on the block. That At movie's this held time, up there, to me. There, was, there was 10 of us um, that lived on the same block. I had a lot of playmates when I was in nice. elementary school. And we would all, you know, we all watched that movie. But uh, getting back to this, Schwarzenegger movies don't age well so yeah. maybe if i had seen this in the 90s you know as a young adult it might have some nostalgia but i seen it now and i'm just like wah wah y- you know it didn't hold my interest so
3: yeah what you thought, ben since it was your first viewing? yeah i'm not terribly
0: um dissimilar to what how jim felt about it. i knew at the time that this movie was uh, one of those films that you get the names and you get a script and you got your green light and you make the movie. And it's a very Mm -hmm. nineties filmmaking film that was all business. Um, And then um, I I was, I have some, I do have some musings. Um, Let's see. Uh, So Yeah. Everything Jim said, and I'll just add to it. The things that I was noticing is like, the it was a strange, um, it was a strange setup because like he didn't just have like one uh, antagonist, right? They, there's like no one person they figured that could like fill that role because we're talking about commando here, right? Um, mm-hmm. So they split it into three guys, a trinity, if you will, right? So we have um, the policeman, the postman. Yep. And the horny neighbor, yep. right? An RIP <laughs> Oh, car.
5: yeah. Yeah, you're right. I didn't even catch that.
0: Yeah, so it was like uh, the Holy Trinity bad guy, and they all had, you know, at least somewhat of a name or, or reputation. Uh, and the cop was, like, maybe not well-known, but he was definitely a tough guy and formidable in that sense. Um, mm-hmm. So, like, not one of them alone, though, would do it. But if you add them together, yeah. eh, it's still sort of
3: meh. But, I mean, I can forgive them. We're talking about Arnold here. <laughs> well, It's Arnold. Also, also, just like, I mean, the world is against him in this movie. Like, every time, yeah. it's just like everything is going wrong for him. It's it's just like torture for the first 30 minutes or so of the film.
0: Yeah. No, there was some fun to be had. I don't want to. I, I mean, I'm joking and stuff. Uh, but um, what did catch me off guard, I do want to say this, is like, okay, I, I kind of wrote that down. And then the scene... Uh, what, the, what the parade and Act 3 started, okay? And this is when, like, the kind of Arnold part of the Arnold movie showed up. Um, they figured out a way to get that kind of action movie spectacle in there, and I thought that was pretty clever. Um, when Sinbad showed up as uh, the Dementor, uh, and, and, of course, Arnold found his way into being a Turbo Man, I thought that was really a clever way, and really the only way you could wrap this up correctly. So they did, they did a lot of right there. But we know what this movie is, you know it's good, bad, right? Yeah. i mean it it hits the it hits the uh, nail right on the head uh for for this strange mashup um it was a, it was a clever cleverly done. Um, I also wanted to say uh that it did feel though that um uh, well, two things it felt like it was kind of even though it was only like eighty something minutes, it might have been difficult to fill out that time so that like you know some of the sequences they had to get pretty creative like i've never heard of like uh, getting this ball to try to get the doll or whatever i don't know if that was ever a thing yeah. not or based, but it was a Let's good visual you know, movie like. <laughs> yeah exactly it was like okay we get a chase scene out of this you know and so they were probably clapping each other on the back when they figured that out and stuff like that um but um oh, what was the last thing i wanted to say Oh, the subtext. Yeah, I want to talk about how Arnold uh, was like, I wasn't surprised that you were saying he just like came up with his lines because most of his lines were just saying the scene's subtext out loud. Like, oh, there's none left. It's like, yeah, we see that. Yeah. That's what the <laughs> film is showing us, Arnold. That was awesome. It's like, yes, it, it was very spectacular. We saw it. You didn't need to say it. So I don't know if they yeah. like wrote that for him or if those were like his lines and they were afraid to get beat up if they like cut those lines out of the movie or what. but um i think overall it was a solid like 90s um offering if you will for the holidays and um in in the spirit of christmas uh i i don't want to like punch down on it too much it does feel like punching down even though it's an arnold movie somehow so figure that one out um so in the spirit of the holiday i i i think i can be charitable enough and and say it was a it was a fun short movie I didn't hate it, but it wasn't like something that's going to be like probably like a family favorite or whatever. I, I am going to replay yeah. that last scene, though, every time I need a pick me up. That's my dad. <laughs> yeah, I'll just <laughs> take that clip out and just have that on repeat anytime I need a, a little bit of a lift. So I'll leave it at that.
3: Speaking of the the action stuff in this, I feel like it, it is very believable with well, when this came out. Uh, it came out six years after Home Alone. It seems very likely, especially them trying to get Joe Pesci as like the villain. Uh, oh, yeah, this was, yeah, like, yeah. Heavily like them trying to make their own. I, I don't know if it's the same. Was Fox? Home Alone was, wasn't Fox. It was... Uh, Oh, what's the other one anyway i don't this, remember but this, this very much seems like fox wanting to make their own home alone that scene in the first store when he like steers the uh car and like trips the mailman and he falls and he does a fall that's like shot for shot out of home alone it's exactly how they do the falls in home alone and it's like very unique to home alone because back then in like a family comedy you wouldn't see someone fall like that where it looks like they would have crushed their skull uh, that <laughs> was like the thing that home alone did on purpose to like set themselves apart and then it got ripped off in a bunch of other then comedy started getting more violent to like kind of cop that style
0: so Um, i do want to talk about that because i noticed i obviously noticed like the home alone element there and they were swinging for that kind of box office return probably too um where did home alone go right with that kind of over-the-top cartoon caricature uh, of violence, where this one just kind of felt uneven in tone to me. Did, did you guys agree with I, that? that? That that there are scenes where they went over the top with the violence and maybe even the bomb threats and stuff like that. Yeah, it just didn't like yeah, hit yeah, yeah. in like uh in in the same like funny way that that it was set up in Home Alone. I'm wondering what the well, difference was.
3: I think part of it with home alone why home alone succeeds at least um you know saying nothing in particular about this film but it succeeds because of the dynamic of like a scared kid alone fighting against these two like just unabashedly evil guys who are like threatening to kill the kid and like you know just like clearly (laughs) horrible people and it's like the power dynamic between those two is so that you are always going to root for the little kid whereas Arnold Schwarzenegger versus Sinbad is not a power dynamic where you're going to be rooting for Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, he's not the underdog.
0: Yeah. It felt means. like he was maybe punching down. Speaking of that turn.
3: Yeah. And like, they kind of gave Sinbad's character a, a kind of sob story too. And it, there is a weird kind of tonality where it's like, it almost doesn't paint Arnold as the hero uh, until the end where it kind of makes up for it. Um it is no, a no strange.
0: Serious crimes were committed during this film. Okay.
3: Uh, yeah. No. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, impersonating a police officer for for one, at least for you know,
0: <laughs> handing a police officer a bomb. Um, there was <laughs> yeah. assault on many different levels, but it was weird because it caught me off guard. Like where you know, even with the power dynamic being different, I feel like I don't know how did they set it up in Home Alone where we just instantly bought it, whereas like when I saw the violence in this, I was like that caught me off guard. Like you know like making a bomb threat like that really like that i keep saying that one specifically one was i was like really taken aback like really that's the direction you're going well i think that the zaniness um
5: because we as an audience have grown through 9-11 and things like that where we have a certain gravitas towards uh certain things um whereas before that yeah. Whereas in the 90s, we're like, you know, uh, I don't want to say we're more innocent time or whatever, but we didn't have that, that uh, valid, collective trauma, you, you know, about such issues, you know. Um, and so, you know, but I think what Devin said as far as like if we had seen it in the time maybe it would have been still a little off-putting, you know, and then and, and I, I think at my age, I wouldn't even have tripped on it. You know, I'd just be like, Oh, this is a good, you know, I was in my early twenties, early twenties. So, um, but yeah, I think what Devin said as far as the power dynamic between, the between
0: I think the that's two, most of it. Yeah. And I hesitate to use the bomb one cause that was a really over the top one, but like, yeah. any, even like the, like, oh, I'm going to hit you with this. That one actually made me laugh. The one that really worked for me when he's like, give me the phone. (laughs) He's like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he smacked him. (laughs) Yeah, that that was funny. But uh, some of it I was just like kind of surprised, I guess. I I don't know. Maybe it was just me. Um, But I I do see what you're saying about the power dynamic. But um, I guess it just caught me off guard. Like I just didn't expect the cartoonish violence. And then I was like, okay, that's where we're going. And then it was acceptable or whatever. But. I didn't know that that was the tone that that we were headed towards. Maybe I thought maybe it was in the setup, but maybe it was just—I uh, don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe I'll come up with it later. Pepe, did you have something to that might uh, help? Yeah. Me out
4: here? Well, the 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 setup of this movie isn't a comic setup. In, is that in what the it is? That, yeah, in the same way that, um, or I, I guess I should say the power dynamic of the characters in this movie is not a comedic setup in the way that home alone is because in the sort of like, in the like in the thing that's important about the power dynamic reversal in comedy is that you have, you have, so the idea, I probably mentioned this before, but the idea of the tricky slave, which is like a slave who is in a, a, who is in a like societally lower status, but is smarter than the master and so is like higher in a in a different sort of status
0: than his master. I think you mentioned his that master in reference to Charlie Chaplin's The Tramp or am I mis- or am I mixing my No, I don't think I. Did. Oh, okay. You were talking about uh, another concept then, which was a good yeah, one. Yeah, maybe. Sorry. Um
4: yeah, and so like the master it has has status in society but doesn't but isn't like as smart as the slave, right? And so we see so we see, uh, we as the audience sees that the slave really deserves to be the master of the master and the master deserves to be the slave, right? In this, uh, so in Home Alone, um, uh, Macaulay Culkin is smarter than the thieves who are adults and he is a child. Yes. And so you see that like the adult should be smarter than the child, but the child is smarter than the adult. And so that that's why you have that like comedic power shifting dynamic. But in this movie... Hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger is just a shitty dad. <laughs> like who's a wealthy shitty dad who just like, and so like, there's no, there's no chain. Like we don't empathize with him at, at all. And like, who is he switching? Who is like, the, who is he switching power dynamics with? Like the mailman? No. Cause they're like, yeah, this is a, like, of,
0: a this is maybe getting to the fundamental flaw of this whole setup.
4: Cause I didn't yeah, like it. There's him. no one. Yeah. There's, there's no redeeming for him, thing. There's no like. There's no like. Is Schwarzenegger the master or the slave? He's not really either because he's he's both stupid and irresponsible and a bad father. Right. Yeah,
2: exactly.
4: and rich, you know. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, there's like no. There's no like comic yeah, inversion. Like, of I didn't feel bad when
0: the cop pulled him over and he gave the excuse right. like, "Oh, I'm late for my son's things." Like, oh really? Yeah, I don't yeah, care yeah. he was yeah. with the cop on the, like, yeah. And that's why, and that's why, sort of like, jerk.
1: <laughs>
4: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's why that, uh, that's why that scene with the bomb doesn't work, right? Because there's, because, like, the cops in that scene are reacting in a way that they should be reacting, because as yes. far as they know, he has a bomb, <laughs> you know? It's crazy, um, yeah. it's Yeah, so there's no, like, there's no comic effects. Of it at all, other than we know, we know that there's not a bomb, and he's just sort of acting silly, you know. Um, yeah, so there's no, yeah, there's like no comic dynamic going on with these characters
3: at all. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I totally agree with that. I think that if I if I were to fix this movie, if I were to remake this movie, like go back in time, I think that you could fix it pretty easily with one shift. Is you just take Sinbad and make him. Arnold's boss make Arnold just like a salesman and he has like an asshole boss and um when Christmas and then like have the plot continue as normal until he has to go out and get this doll and the boss shows up and what he's doing instead of also looking for the doll for his child he is buying all the dolls in town to resell them you know he his boss is going around buying them all to resell them as like a hustle and uh he's like actively working against this guy who is one his superior who is who has power over him and two is Act, doing a similar thing to him but for a nefarious purpose and i, I think mean you could
0: even make that a little in better. to this without changing any much if he's not his boss and you just find out that sinbad is uh behind some of the some swindling or something or like sell it or like buying up the dolls even that i think yeah, that would certainly improve it. Yeah, enough yeah. change yeah but i mean that put baking in another power dynamic with the boss on christmas being uh you know I mean, that worked for uh, a, Christmas, uh, a Christmas vacation, um, the National Lampoons. That's what worked so well on that one, right? The boss gives him the jelly of the month thing instead of the big bonus, and yeah. cousin Eddie goes and, and... Jelly of the month. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the gift that keeps on giving all year. Um, so, that yeah, that would, that would work pretty well, I think. Um, yeah, um, I think there was a, probably a good movie in there. I think the concept's pretty strong to be honest.
3: And I, I mean, for what it's worth too, I, I think Sinbad was hilarious in this movie personally. I'm not, a, I don't think I've ever watched any of his comedy special. Like I'm not a Sinbad fan necessarily, but I, I think he was probably the best part of this movie. Just, I don't know, a lot of his lines really like had me legitimately laughing out loud. The like, uh, uh, the line about like sick people in this world, sick people after he gives the bomb to the cop. Like, I don't know, that cracked me up so much. I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of great physical comedy. He does a fairly good job of that, even though it's not, I'm sure what he's known for. And uh, yeah, I don't know. He sometimes, plays a good
0: villain. I, I think that sometimes a person, uh, a person's reputation and like in Hollywood, like being a personality precedes them so much that it's almost like at this point, Sinbad was overexposed. So I must have like Sinbad blinders or something. Mm-hmm. It's almost like the same thing happened with like, there was these people like that, you know, especially I remember in the nineties, like Polly Shore, they're just being everything. And just yeah. totally oversaturating the market, you know, yeah. with their shtick. And then, it, and then it became like a shtick instead of a person. And so it's yeah. hard for me to see him just for his performance or whatever. So um, that's why I, I think that I probably didn't pick up on a lot of that stuff. But the bomb thing was also but, uh, so over the top. And like, I was like, is this like a like straight up like um, Warner Brothers cartoon or something? Like the way the bomb went off and everything? Yeah. And yeah, it turns out, yeah, they were kind of going yeah, that it direction. Totally was like,
3: okay, I but just I mean, didn't see that coming. To be fair, Home Alone does that. I mean, a lot of it. The they do. In Home Alone That's why I was wondering why that. one works and the other doesn't. I, yeah, yeah.
0: I think we're hitting on well, probably a lot of the reasons, though.
5: Yeah. I think Pepe also exposed another side of it. And yeah, um, getting to that. This type of like muddied messaging, muddied water. I feel like the themes were a mess. So, yeah, okay. the dad was ir- irresponsible. He was all of those things. But yet, in the end, he suddenly discovers in the heat of commercialism this over the top way to express his love for his son and return to these, like, you know, values in much the same way that Scrooge, you know, got to the values at the end. Uh, it just was too muddy to like, what, you know?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, you want one strong one for a movie like this to carry, especially eighty minutes. You don't have time to dump a bunch of stuff into the soup or whatever. You know, you just want one strong flavor and that people can easily recognize and run with it. You know, right, right through the end credits. Yeah. Uh, right into your 90s uh, uh, jingle all the way rap song that will play in the credits. <laughs> yeah, right. <geez. laughs> I,
3: I think that the the central message they're, they're going for is sort of like, you know, like the, the length of the thought that counts, like the lengths you'll go to to do something nice for someone, it, you know, that, that's like what they're going for. But the, the reason it kind of flops, I think, is because he's missing so much, like, stuff with his kid. Like, there's so many, he could be spending yeah. time with his kid while he's out here doing a thing for his kid that, like, is much more, you know, material and and impermanent, whereas, like, just going and spending time with him probably would mean a lot more. And, yeah. again, it's like, yeah, that's part of that mixed message of, like, because they, we, we know so definitively that the kid is missing his dad, it makes mm-hmm. everything that dad's doing not seem, like, a, a, a you know, thoughtful yes.
0: You're right. Yes. And they do kind of address it. But I think that it was more of like a patch in the hole kind of. Yeah. Issue. Just kind of like, oh, I don't want the toy. I got my dad or whatever. And it was really more the kid's realization. And I think maybe that was the issue. Um, yeah. Right. My God. Again, yeah, I mean, like we, real quick, the, he always says the subtext out loud. Like, I'm just looking at my notes here. I was starting to count like how many times he did. It. Another one was I didn't make it. It's like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> See that. yeah, you didn't make it. <laughs> anyway, but go there, ahead. That Pepe. was
3: a running gag that he started with the secretary. You know, that was, that okay. I, I guess so. Line. I don't know.
0: Okay. I just, I was focused on the subtext because he just kept doing it again and again. I will say that Phil Hartman's "I've Got the Right Tool for the Job" was hilarious. (laughs) His character hitting on the housewives was a good one. The
4: the Phil Hartman like B plot of this movie was the best part of this movie. It It kind of was.
0: It was the part I really enjoyed.
4: It was so. It was okay. So like the B plot of Phil Hartman trying to like (laughs) trying to fuck Arnold Schwarzenegger's (laughs) wife in this PG thirteen like kids (laughs) movie is so. so odd and then him yeah and then like and then like all the other all the other like single women of a certain age in this movie are just like so fucking wet for him too just like oh come over to mm-hmm. my house i i fucking broke my porch light it needs to be fixed and you his know? delivery
0: was just like 100% unfiltered oh, phil man. hartman cheesy goodness yeah 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 I can't even so do good. it justice. I, I didn't capture the clip, but when he says I've got just the right tool for the job, you know you can yeah. hear his voice in your head saying it in that Phil Hartman way that just just nailed it, that character. Yeah. He yeah. totally he totally got that right. So yeah, I, I agree that those that was some of the that it was splitting up into three, they almost needed to do it to fill this out because it was a little bit of a thin like how how many stores are you gonna show up to in the movie where they just don't have it? So they're like trying to come up with the creative ways you know, yes. to get him to the radio yep. station, or something, which they did a, a good job of doing that. But uh, it it sort of needed like a B plot like this to to fill it out. And they did a good job with that. But it also well, I if, think suffers from being it. It helps to fragment it, too, in another way, I guess. Is what I what mean,
4: if there is if there is one character in the movie where Arnold would be in a like in this sort of like comedic power dynamic with it would be him. Yeah, right because yes. um, Arnold has something that Phil Hartman's character wants. Arnold is sort of set up to be like a hunky, kind of like more attractive guy than Phil Hartman is, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I Yeah, he doesn't
0: get him on that. He gets him on the being there and handyman right, yeah. type of stuff.
4: Yeah, but Phil Hartman is the better dad, and, all, exactly. and everybody, everybody knows He's like the better family man, even though he's like a bachelor. And so like, and so like each, each, they each have something that the other wants. And that's like a comedic setup, right? And so if, if, if the, Mm. if the story had been more about them and like how that, like how Arnold trying to get the doll and how Phil Hartman, like trying to get, like, be a dad to, to this kid, like, be like basically supplant Arnold or c- cuckold him if you were right, <laughs> if you will. Uh, that would have been like the common plot, yeah. I uh,
3: I was just gonna say, I think it that a
4: PG-13, it wouldn't be a PG like kids' movie, though, you know,
3: be more no, like if that, they went bad Santa style with it, yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. The reason it works, too, at least one of the reasons that that whole subplot works for me, at least, is. That they kind of buck the stereotype, especially of this era of comedy films, of the wife, like, giving in to the flirtation. Because that happens in a lot of these, like, 90s comedies where there's a third man who's trying to, like, get with someone who's married. And the girl, like, go, like falls for it. Like, goes along with yeah, it. And yeah. it's like, totally fine with being flirted and we with we even them, see like, all the
0: other ones you know, doing it except for her. And she's just, it's never going to yeah. happen.
3: Yeah, The, the, that was the threat cool, only exists
0: in Arnold's mind. Yeah, in she's, that, she's distanced. Phil
3: for the era of films because she actually is like no i'm not interested in you even though i have this terrible husband who's like failing at every corner like i'm you know i don't care she knows exactly who he is she we know that from the
0: first scene we see her reaction to him being sleazy with the other lady that comes up and she's like yeah um but maybe uh, my other thought was that that kind of also though undoes the tension Um, maybe he could have brought her around finally to something. She sees something in him that she likes. Finally, like, wears her down and the trick works. And something he does for the sun or something, like, comes across genuine enough during her crisis period. Like, that kind of never happened. And I I kept expecting something like that to happen, some kind of turn. But um, I see your point, though. I wrote that before I heard what you said, and I kind of also like the idea that she that she, like, bucks that expectation, too
3: yeah it's almost funny in that sense like when you get to the scene with the eggnog and she like fully firmly rejects him it's like it's almost a, like a funny i mean they don't quite build it up enough but if if they had really pushed that uh, of like building it up and she's just sort of refusing 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 and then just like when you expect her to finally give in instead she hits him over the head with an eggnog thermos yeah like, that,
0: that was non-cliché way, way to go yeah. yeah i have to i have what? To,
3: hearing what your argument is convinced me
0: but jim okay what do you got to say
5: yeah, I I do like that uh subplot with the Phil Hartman character because it there was some subtext involved too. Uh, that when wasn't the son, spoken
0: overtly, yeah. <laughs> it was well, amazing. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. Well, when the son said said uh, to, I think it was to the kid to the to the you know Arnold Schwarzenegger son. Oh, my dad wasn't like this always.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Became
5: yeah. like this after the divorce, so it kind of suggests. This is, you know, this is your your uh, Christmas future. You know, if Arnold Schwarzenegger doesn't change his ways, he'll become a Bill Hartman. Unfortunately, Bill Hartman learned the lesson that, that muddied, the muddied messes that the film was trying to, you know, showcase, which is spend time with loved ones. Yes. Uh, y- y- you know, before it's too late, you know. So I liked that, that piece that was added to Bill uh, uh, Hartman's character, plus everything that you guys said, too. Check your stocking,
0: Jim, because I've got a, a sound clip I'll play for you right oh, now. There you go.
1: You're so considerate, bringing all this holiday cheer to the neighborhood.
3: Christmas comes, but once a year.
1: You're an amazing man, Ted. <laughs> I wish every husband would be more like you. Thanks. You
3: get to swap
2: recipes?
1: What's
0: the reindeer's name?
5: I named him Ted, after my dad. Your dad is so cool. I wish my dad did stuff like this. Oh, he never used to. Not until he and my mom split up. Really? Hey, maybe your parents should get a divorce. Did wonders for my dad. Jamie?
3: Hot chocolate?
0: I've got it's, just the right tool for the job. I am not doing it justice. Most,
3: one of the most fucked up lines in the movie. <laughs> like that kid is just like, maybe your parents should get divorced. That's Seriously. Oh my God. And I just, yeah. I have to wonder too, if Phil Hartman's character like coached him to say that, <laughs> like, and then you're going to say, uh, maybe it would be a good idea for your parents to get divorced. <laughs> like, to like, you know, plant the seed. I don't know. I could totally see the, that guy doing that. Oh, I didn't sure, even think sure. about that.
0: Yeah. Damn. I mean, it felt uncoached, but like an in innocent in that kid way that he doesn't understand that it's not great. But um, yeah. I could I could definitely see Phil Hartman's character being that sleazy. Because um, it's definitely just an act. As soon as the lady leaves to go take the shower upstairs or whatever, and he like kind of gropes at her a bit, um, she goes off and uh, he instantly is just like, kid, shut up or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. can I just say that Uh, I feel bad for Jake Lloyd, but man, he is just the at least the acting here. It was just not good. Um, He's just cute kid who cannot act his way. I don't know how he
1: no offense to
0: him. I'm sorry it was what happened to him. And I know he's had problems or something. But acting aside from being just cute kid just wasn't in the cards for him.
3: Yeah, uh, and he, I was really shocked by how young he was. And like, especially in the karate scene when he's with the other kids, he looks like four years younger than all the other kids he's with. He looks like a like a five year old, and like the other kids are all like ten, eleven. He looks so young. I don't know if it's just because he looks small, He's just one of those like you know smaller in stature yeah. kids. But But uh, yeah, he, he looked like a toddler next to all the other kids in this film. He um, was a so tiny kid. Strange. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. was strange too. But yeah. yeah a lot of his line delivery like on the phone calls and stuff with his dad he was like very like deadpan like not really giving it anything I mean, not too surprised. yeah just instructor. reading lines
0: no not but it's like yeah clearly he was cast because he was a cute kid or whatever um and his mom mm-hmm. would show up on time with him and he was ready to work um but yeah i mean he had a tough go of it with the whole acting thing a lot of kids do so i'll say it again like please don't make your kids act there we have labor laws
3: for everything else except for entertainment and,
0: yeah, most don't of the time it doesn't mamas, work
3: out. Mamas don't let your babies grow to be
0: just
3: well. well yeah, or, I mean, or I just at, do it at babies as baby actors.
5: Well, I look at the kid actors that are were very successful, like you know Leonardo DiCaprio is one. Like I love his work, you know, uh, and he transitioned through all those stages. But there are for every Leonardo He's the DiCaprio. Yeah, there is so much. I mean, the some of the abuse. I mean, that's come out. You, you, you know, some of the abuse that that has been hinted at, but hasn't been revealed because there's some power structure. There's a lot maybe of maybe behind good, it. That's sure. pretty fucking scary. I'm you, betting. You,
0: you know, I'm betting if you asked Leonardo DiCaprio in a way where you know it wouldn't be public, that he would probably tell you, "Yeah, that sucked. Like I did not yeah. have fun." as a child actor uh, i was made to do this a lot of the time i didn't want to be there all the time and then there's other times he yeah. probably really did um but again he yeah. had it probably as good as you possibly could have had it as a child actor too yeah. and maybe his mom wasn't uh or his parents weren't um creepy stage parents but um i think they were again hippies. the exception
5: uh but i yeah but i could be wrong they were yeah. like hippie like i think i mean his name's leonardo and you know? sure yeah so.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm um, talking in generic terms. It's not every time. Yeah. It's just ah, it's a, it's a, so much of it is kind of I, I just it's hard for me to justify. OK, you're you're going to entertain me, but then we're going to screw up your life in return, you know?
5: Yeah, I think some of the uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, because this is just totally as just somebody who's read, you know, read news and kept up with certain actors. The screwing up your life seems to unfortunately be the byproduct. Yeah, y- y- yeah we have not cracked
0: that in a way that it, yeah, that it doesn't screw up the majority of child actors that go into it. You get well, I, I feel like ego and forced work yeah. and like all this. It's a recipe for for problems. And uh, well, being I, told you can do this and that. No, you know you you are allowed to do things that you probably shouldn't be doing at that young age. A lot of the time that happens.
5: Yes. Yeah, I I think it's more of that, you know, just a quote, uh, Tolkien, you know, all that glitters is not gold, you, mm-hmm. you know, all that glitters is not gold, you know. There's something about aim and money, uh, that seems to really bring out the bad seeds, you know, unfortunately, in in certain ways, you know.
0: Yeah yeah and that's probably predates any kind of modern society too that's just kind of the yeah thing. um but yeah uh, uh, it's uh the wolf in sheep's clothing type of thing and it, I think. yeah uh, there's a lot there that that seems appealing at first and then the mm-hmm. more you get into it maybe after it's too late and you've invested too
3: much you're like oh my god what am
0: i into here um yeah i
3: you know, wanted to mention so. for listeners uh pepe's internet cut out um so he may be absent ah, is for that what's going on here yeah okay.
0: uh, we got um, plenty of stuff to talk about but yeah i'm but, sure he'll be back with us soon
3: yeah, I wanted to bring up something that was just on the tail or the, the head of that clip. Um, you caught a little bit of the previous scene, but it brings up something I wanted to mention. Yeah, yeah. The music in this movie, it's like, this movie verges on being like a musical just because of the way it uses Christmas music in it. It has a lot of classic Christmas mm-hmm. songs in it, and they're always used, like, they're they're very thematic, like, the, I'll be home for Christmas in that clip yes. is when he's pushing his car home, and he, like, very yeah. clearly will not be home anytime soon. His, his journey is very much just beginning because he has failed so many times already Hmm. um there's uh uh the scene with the bouncy balls and everyone's like tearing each other apart that's they're playing i think it's beginning to look a lot like christmas um it's just like yeah comedic effect ironic effect um yeah the music does drive those
0: scenes and the score also really drives the action a lot in this one the score was loud and proud christmasy and all that too Mm -hmm. i noticed that as well when i was capturing the clips i was like I'm gonna leave that little bit of score in on either side of this because it's just like it there it carries you into the scene, it carries you out of the scene, and it
3: drives towards the next scene.
0: Uh yeah, almost um, like a, a a nice bookend a transitory thing that it should be.
3: They also had one of my favorite Christmas songs, uh, Backdoor Santa. They played during the uh, like warehouse <laughs> scene. It's a great it's a great one. It's like a jazzy kind of soul I missed that. Something. Oh man, that's yeah, pretty it's good. It's a great one. Yeah. Um yeah, uh, great music.
0: Yeah, we were just. Uh, let me see if this clip has any of that music. I'll just. I'll do the I want scene because it. it it's Jake Lloyd uh, getting excited yeah. about um, what he wants. It precedes the scene where the dad was already supposed to have bought the doll, which I thought was kind of funny. You're trying to lie to your wife. I was serious about that in the intro. That would never work. She would know that I was lying like that. It'd just be like, oh yeah, no, bullshit. You forgot to buy the doll. You're in big trouble. Um, but <laughs> uh, that's the rule of clowning, really. You know, I, I'll talk about a rule. Uh, you guys may know this. Uh, the the thing about clowning and in comedy is uh, the subject, uh, the clown in this case, just to use the um, that as a, a the analogy. Um, they whatever they're trying to do, it doesn't really matter. That they just have to, no matter what what happens, no matter how ridiculous the situation gets, between the fool and his goal, the clown can never give up. Even when most rational people would have clearly given up way before this and and cut their losses in any comedy scene, The Clown will never give up. And that's true for like Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, and it's true for Arnold in this movie uh, or, you know, Bobo the Clown. It's all the same. You know, the old finger stuck in the bottle routine that they do. Um, and so that that's kind of, that's, that was like one of those driving forces through this. It's like, you know, nobody's going to, like, go pull a, a bomb out at a radio station and, and threaten them or whatever in order to get a toy doll. But, I mean, that's just what, how comedy works, if it does work. It Doesn't mean it'll be funny, but uh, you can never give up. Right. All right, so anyway, this has nothing to do with that, but I wanted to hear a little bit of Arnold uh, trying to have a, a dad time with this kid here.
4: You're right. Sorry,
1: you think you can let me make it up to you? Like, how? More like uh, letting me do something special just for
3: you. Like, uh, if there's something really important you've been wanting for Christmas,
1: hmm?
5: Ah, uh, don't worry, I got it covered. I wrote Santa.
1: Ah, but Santa gets very busy this time of the year. Sometimes he even has to ask moms and dads to help out a little bit.
5: Nah, it's not that important.
1: Tell me, what do you want?
2: I want
5: the Turbo Man X I figure with the arms and legs that move, and the boomerang suitor, and the rock and roll jetpack, and the realistic voice activator that says five different phrases, including, it's turbo time! Accessories sold separately, batteries not included.
3: <laughs> well, I'm glad you had to stop and think about it.
5: But Johnny's gonna get one, and so is everybody else I know. Whoever doesn't can be a real loser.
1: Well, it definitely won't be you.
5: Thanks, Dad. I love you.
1: Oh, I love you too, Jamie. Ah, I love you.
0: (laughs) Hooray, consumerism and capitalism. Yeah, but that also (laughs) does, that also very much does happen. Where you're just like, you want a what? Okay, I better find out what the hell this thing is or I'm in big trouble. I, I
4: expected I expected John Lewis
0: to show up and just be like acting <laughs> <laughs> exactly
2: I love you Jeez. dad
0: yeah yeah, yeah. I, I don't remember what you were out for or whatever we were talking about Jake Lloyd for a while on that um but uh, he actually does a they, they actually do a pretty decent job there they must have like shot all day on that scene to get that right because that was a key moment right um, yeah,
3: yeah, that, that kid wrote, <laughs> that like name of the the whole thing like forty like four thousand times to be able to say it all because he was such all of his other lines are delivered so stiffly and that he yes. like, just runs through it exactly and just, does it actually right? He's probably up all night practicing that.
0: Um, yeah, he did a pretty good job there, and in fact, uh, I don't know how I'm going to outdo that when I do my commercial because he did such a good job on the <laughs> the sort of commercialized reading of that. Um, the police Should in we... this one.
3: Oh, what. Oh, well, I, I was just gonna ask probably we should listen, we should. To, uh, listen to cat's corner. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do that. Uh, we Think got Pepe his... back now.
0: Oh, we don't want him to miss out on whatever that topics that will spawn. Uh, I'll say this real quick. The police in this one reminded me of uh, how we're like how the police were portrayed in like the Blues Brothers, which is kind of a throwback uh-huh. to like Keystone Cops. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
4: Man, yeah, Blues Brothers, funny. what a great movie.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah um yeah it didn't work but uh i mean they were portrayed in that way i i just did it was something i was like noted this is very blues brothers e right. portrayal of yeah, the right. police and well i so mean I, I will,
4: at least they're at least they're pulling from the right sources right they know yeah, exactly what they want to do
0: i feel like this movie came close in a lot of ways you know yeah, yeah, And I won't it, say it yeah. totally didn't work, but I feel like there was potential to be much, much better there, maybe. Oh, now we've lost uh, Jim.
4: <laughs> yeah, I I'll think, cat's went through, uh, I think this went through a few more, few more iterations, right? Kind of, or a few like, less, a few more... maybe.
0: I'm not sure what it was, you know?
3: Something happened in there. Either yeah, they brought yeah, on maybe. too many writers or they didn't have enough. <laughs> I wonder if a part of it was just that Arnold was such a hot commodity at the time that they kind of had to rush production to he's just so, like get him he's, in that. He's this so is, misused these in this
4: movie, though.
0: Yeah, except for the final act when he's actually Turbo Man. Then he was used. Well, also, uh,
3: another thing that I noticed okay. in the casting was that Tim Allen was almost cast as. Uh, oh uh, God, the main yep. character in this. I which could totally see that. Might have worked better. Yeah, yeah. I can you actually begrudgingly.
0: I can see that working better, especially you in mean, 90s to Melon. <laughs>
4: you mean someone who has some, like, com- comedic chops might have worked better in this comedic role? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he yeah. fit the
0: <laughs> he fit the dad thing, but he also fit, like, being able to do some action-y things too.
5: I think he was like, it big it be during believable. that time. He was big oh, during yeah. that time. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He
0: was doing all kinds of stuff, especially even at, he got bigger even after this, I think. Yeah. Um I remember him doing a lot more movies in like the late 90s and the early 2000s after his show had wrapped. Yeah. Um what was the what was the Star Trek uh, send up uh,
3: Oh, uh, Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a particularly another potential one. parody film for the yeah. parody film category.
0: I wouldn't mind doing that uh a show on Galaxy Quest. That was a good that was an interesting one. Another one that was like better than it had any business being to be honest. Okay. I mean, as Alan Rickman, you put
3: Alan Rickman in your movie. It's a good movie. Alan Rickman Rickman does not do bad movies. Yeah.
0: Even now, every every movie now is bad. So, therefore, he was done with this uh, (laughs) world. He moved on. No other mountains to climb here. And then he was off. He was in one of the best Christmas movies of all time, too. Yeah, Very positive. Really? I'm just kidding. Die Hard. <laughs> yeah, Die oh. Hard, of course. <laughs> Alright, All right. Let's, let's check it with Oh, yeah. That <laughs> no, no, I had yes. to open that. I had to toss a grenade in there and walk away.
5: Well, talking about that grenade, though, I just seen a YouTube thing about why he made that movie so great. And it went, like, into some, some of the things, you know, some of the things about his, that the actor brought to the role, because it also, this this uh episode also talked about what the script said about the character um and then what out you know what Rickman brought to the to the role but still um, one he, of
0: the best villains in yeah. any action movie ever yeah and i liked his absolutely. american accent which i think he came up with that as well if yeah, i remember correctly script. he just pulled that out and was like i'm clay <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Such a good <laughs> turn i'm <laughs> ah, 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 clay <laughs>
2: <laughs> so great
0: all right are you guys curious to hear what cat has to say about this one because i sure am yes
1: absolutely okay.
4: all right i guess so twist my arm Harumph. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all welcome
1: to cat hey y'all welcome to cat's corner again um Whoa. this will be a
4: sh- first taste short is free but you gotta pay up for the rest day. right uh, <laughs>
1: A
5: movie, so, um, pretty okay pretty i kind of botched that um, so i'm going to start overall her I, thing I, over. I, I thought this was fine awesome.
0: yeah we didn't hear anything <laughs> yeah hey y'all, hey, y'all.
1: Welcome to Cat's Corner. Yeah. no hang on um this will be
0: here's here's an edit <laughs> i forgot i have to boost her audio because it comes in a little quiet
1: it's a pretty, <laughs> pretty short, short segment, segment and- okay
0: three two one go
1: Hey y'all, welcome to Cat's Corner Corner again. Again. Um, Um, This this will be a pretty pretty short segment. segment. I don't have too many uh, thoughts thoughts about this movie specifically. So um, yeah, yeah, it'll be be pretty pretty short. um, Overall, I I, I thought this was a fun, um, enjoyable movie to watch. Um, I could understand why um, a kid and myself as a child would enjoy this kind of movie a lot. um, And I can easily see it being watched, being watched with, with the family to pass passing time, time during, during the Christmas holidays um, or, or during, um, the during the holiday holidays. season. Excuse me. Um, otherwise, otherwise um, I do, I do think, think this movie is um, objectively yeah. bad uh, for many reasons. But I think whoever submitted this uh, film definitely understood the assignment, understood the kind of genre we were. Uh, I agree. We chose for this season. So um, it's It's definitely one of those those kind of of good, good, bad bad Christmas films. films. Mm -hmm. Um, So so kudos to whoever submitted it. it. Um, Otherwise, uh, it was was really cool to see see, Arnold Schwarzenegger play a more more lovable um character. character I've only seen him in the Terminator. So this was my first time not only watching this film, also but also seeing a film a, a film, film outside of the Terminator, Terminator uh, with him himself. in it. So oh, yeah, he's got um, that, that was fine. fun, That's somewhat surprising. comedic <laughs> to see him <laughs> uh be so lighthearted in this film. film. Um but yeah, yeah I look forward to hearing what guys, you guys uh, thought of this film.
0: Thank you, Kat. Yeah um it is kind of endearing to see Arnold play um lighter characters after seeing him and yeah. stuff that we grew up with first. so there there was a novelty to that that I think still may have some left that they can squeeze out if he wants to do a
4: few more <laughs> he, of of the like he 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 does have a certain this a certain charm of like a guy of like <laughs> of like a person. Who's just trying their best, you know? <laughs> like, not doing yeah. a great job, but really giving it the old college try, you know.
0: But if you push him too far, yeah, he'll grab you. Right.
3: <laughs> I think the best. I mean, the best example. I think the, the pinnacle of that is *Kindergarten Cop*. I feel like that's the one. Like, if that was a Christmas movie, that's what yeah, they submit, it. I think that's the better Schwarzenegger comedy. Well, that's an objectively like good thing. movie. Yeah,
0: that's a really. Yeah. That's actually a great movie. I think that's still one of his favorite movies he did. I think. That's right up there, and I think he really liked twins, which is interesting because I mean, those are some of his best, well-liked films, and they're nothing like what he is known for as far as the action mm-hmm. thing. Um, yeah,
3: I think that he's—I mean—he's a slave of his body, of his like massive yeah. meat body—that he's just like you know he might enjoy playing these like fun dad characters, but he looks like a—he uh, looks like the statue of David, and so he's going to get cast yeah, right. in roles. Yeah, he's like—he's
0: literally looks like Atlas. <laughs> Greek yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, they did do they did do a really good job on the scene with he and Sinbad uh just kind of foot racing to the radio station. Arnold's just like, Oh, I've got this. You are you are out of your yeah, league right. here, yeah. man. Yeah. He's like, I'm having fun. And he looked like he was having fun with it. And so I was having fun with that as well.
3: Yeah, and Sinbad is like bailing uh, mail to bailing throw him mail. Faster, he's like yeah. throwing mail to <laughs> his back to try to boost the speed. Uh it's a great scene.
0: Yeah, I I, it. I watched oh, the, ahead, I watched it. And then this and I'll play a scene with those two. I watched this with my family,
4: and uh-huh. s- s- one person didn't get that joke. They were just like, "What's he doing?" My, I think it was my dad was just like, "What's he doing with that mail? Why is he throwing it all over the place?" <laughs> <laughs> it was like. That's funny. That's a cute dad (laughs) thing.
3: I did find myself (laughs) concerned about the packages. Like, as an adult and not like a kid watching this, I was like, that's somebody's fucking mail. Like, what are you doing? You're throwing their stuff on the ground.
4: Presumably, like Christmas cards with like money in them.
3: Yeah, and like presents. There was like packages.
0: I had to get the doll, right? I mean, we're talking about a man who within five minutes pulls out a bomb. Or, or what yeah. he threatens yeah. people with what he th- thinks is a bomb <laughs> or it wasn't really clear. And then one of them ended up exploding, which was just like, oh my God. Um, He's but, also
3: just not doing his job throughout the entire film. No, like, never, not once. He's on the clock. He's just not yeah. doing his job. Yeah. I I think that they
0: were onto something that they went more... Yeah, I know it probably couldn't happen because of the 90s, but if this thing came out in like... 2003, you know, 2004, somewhere in there, and they had gone kind of more of a bad Santa direction. This could have been a really, really funny film, uh, legitimately in that way. Here's a scene, though, that I thought worked well between Sinbad and Arnold when they're at the diner together.
1: I never did get that Johnny Seven me. So did to have that. Hey, don't mean nothing. You ever heard of a guy named Scott Sherman? Yeah, CEO of uh, Sherman Industries. Well, you know, he was my old neighbor, and his dad got him a Johnny 7 all gun. gun. You know what happened? He became a billionaire. And me? Well, (laughs) I'm just a loser with no future.
0: Here's to you, Dad.
2: (laughs)
1: plastic doll Uh, uh, that's action figure there's got to be one around here somewhere
3: you say you've been looking everywhere for a turbo man doll
0: so that was the scene where they really used sinbad well and arnold and jake lloyd Um, and that also happened to be the midpoint of the film when uh arnold his need to get that doll was truly cemented like it, it was he would do anything at that point and so that's when they like ramped up the zaniness from then on out it was just a an all out uh, uh you know thrill ride in in that sense uh or an adventure uh over the top uh cartoonish even i would say
3: well even even slightly before that i think the the biggest turn is the fight scene the santa fight scene which is a great like just a great fight scene it's so ridiculous that i mean that whole sequence is so ridiculous like it's just they're all dressed as santa in this like warehouse like for no apparent reason like yeah they yeah, they, yeah. And they do their hustle to like recruit people as Santa but like why do they have to be Santa in the warehouse or they're just like making counterfeit toys um, and the like the like nunchuck santa and like the, but that appeals punches. to you right because you yeah, those, like like secret great. it was so ridiculous yeah the secret yeah, yeah. like
0: world behind, just behind the door or whatever kind of thing right
3: yeah like magical realism is the word that came to mind when i saw that scene because it's like so like it's so beyond reality like it is ridiculous so he like punches the uh, i think it's um i forgot the actor's name already uh, but the little person he punches and he flies across the entire room just like the force of a single punch and that like candy cane is like made of paper but he's like knocking people out with it but then as soon as he hits the big guy with it it's like now it's made of paper and it falls yeah. apart and yeah it's just such a i don't know it's such a ridiculous scene i love it so much it
0: does start cueing you into the kind of things that will come but i mean it gets to a, a level of like he's literally like launched in the air like a cartoon character yeah, on a jetpack and stuff and
3: the scene, um, the scene is the beginning of a crescendo, which ends. That's at the, right. the final scene. Of the we film. we hit an
0: exponent in the in the midpoint, I think, and it <laughs> yeah. started rising up at that point. Um, I didn't. I had no idea they were going to go that to that level, but I think it's also called for. I don't think it was like over the top that it didn't wasn't necessary. They needed that kind of big spectacle because up to that point, I really was like, yeah, but aren't this isn't servicing like uh, this isn't worthy of like Arnold. Like what? What? What can we do here that's more in line with his, you know, wheelhouse, right? And so they 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 figured out a clever way to do it, and that's where I give this movie the most credit. Is in Act Three at the parade, um, they they really do a good job of of just being like, all right, we're just gonna bowl you over with the, you know, and the all all good Christmas movies do this. They they bowl you over with the like, uh, sharp, uh, upswing at the end, right?
3: Yep, yep, all the good yeah, feelings
0: I mean, and all that, so they did the, exactly. They, did the they get that there.
3: that emotional hit, that emotional payoff right at the end. Um, That's right. Yeah.
0: Yes, they do. Um,
3: all right, guys.
0: Have, have we jingled all the way, or is there any jingles left you want to jangle before we uh, move well, on to the
4: commercial break? my just because we just because <laughs> we saw that scene, seeing Jake Lloyd take a pull off that bottle is really funny. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it was. Yeah. yeah it was. Yeah. They used everyone. If they had were able to hit at that level more consistently, this would have been a fantastic movie. Um, that would probably be considered a Christmas classic on par with other the other classics that aren't in the good bad category, right? Yeah,
5: yeah but um, to answer your question, all my ornaments are on the floor. So, um... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he asked if I jingled all the way. Yeah, uh... all my ornaments
3: are on the floor. <laughs> I was like waiting for me wow. to drop there. Okay, thank you. Um, <laughs> I had one last thing I wanted to mention. Just there, sure, that, sure. Uh, another thing that like struck me as strange that I did not remember as a kid is how much like an incredible amount of licensed imagery in this in this film there are a ton of licensed characters he has marvel characters all over his walls oh yeah yeah yeah. the parade parade, yeah sonic and like a bunch of other like odd licensed characters and yet turbo man is turbo man and like if they could if they had the permission to show captain america on like a giant mural on his wall why couldn't it be Captain America that he's obsessed with, and he dresses up because, as Captain America at the end?
4: Because no one cares about Captain America in well, nineteen ninety-six.
3: I mean, that's true, but like, he would be more recognizable than making up a, a new character for no reason. I don't know. It, it took me odd. odd. Yeah, I no. I, I mean, they, they did have a, a lot of licensed. Exists. They did have a lot of
0: licensed characters. I think the reason they didn't yeah. do it is because they there's no way to guarantee what the hot item would be, and they didn't want to like date it. I think would. I, I'm just <laughs> playing fair. devil's advocate here. I think that's probably why. Yeah, I think they could have done that. Like, okay, make it about Superman and we'll license it through DC or something. Or, Well, they would have been safe with Batman, maybe. But I don't know.
3: I don't know. Thinking about it more... a lot of stuff in that period, a lot of cartoons and, and the like, were existed purely to sell merchandise, and that was yeah, very oh much yeah. in people's minds. So it could have been like, if we make it Captain America, we don't have the license to make Captain America toys, so we can't make toys about this movie. So by making a Turbo Man, they can make Turbo Man toys, which they did, and make a bo- make a bunch bo- of money off of that. So if they create their own character, they have the right to make merchandise for him for the movie and make you know extra bucks on which top they didn't of do, but the the, they they tickets. might
0: have. Especially if it was a bigger yeah. hit. And I, I, know, I, I know that you said they came yeah. out with some this year too. So I, I think this movie was good enough to, like, if, like, what Jim was saying, if we had seen this back in the day, we might have some, like, rose colored nostalgia glasses to look through mm-hmm. a little bit more. Cause that's maybe why they're able to market that as a kind of a gag gift, but also, like, oh, kind of neat, you know, movie memorabilia style. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: by the way, that um, Funko Turbo Man action figure is $70 if you want to pick one up. All it's right, f- I'm going to get two of them. It's also a uh, Funko Pop that's only 13 steel. a steal. get yeah. a little Funko Pop of them. Sure,
4: you sure. Know, I'm glad you brought that because I, I now, that, now that you mentioned it, I do remember seeing his room and seeing all those um, characters. And I had a moment of, like, cognitive dissonance because I was like, oh, okay, this is – of course, he's a kid. He loves all these – Superheroes, and I was like, "No, wait! This was in like the before times of Marvel movies, you know." And so he's like, "All that, yeah." Kind of a, kind of a nerd, I guess he would be probably in nineteen ninety six. Yeah, superhero oh, nerd for sure. We existed. Yeah, it was. It was so it was weird. popular. Like, what is this movie trying to convey to us about this kid?
0: <laughs> uh, you know, also to add to what you were saying, Devin. Um, the other reason you might not want to license uh, already existing characters, you don't want like Hasbro or Mattel in your writer's room like telling you what you can and can't do with their toy. They rather yeah, wanted just... that creative freedom to do it how they wanted to do it without uh, appealing to a, a big company like that.
3: Yeah, they might have even gotten payouts from some of these companies too. like It was more like uh, product placement. At oh the yeah, that I'm they sure they raked it in. Film. Yeah, whereas using the character as like a existing character in their movie, they would probably have to pay them to license the character if, right. rather than getting paid. Um, I remember, too, the shop scenes always had like unnecessary shots of like, here's a wall of Transformer toys. We're just going to pan across that. Look at these cool toys. All right, we're going to move mm-hmm. on. Don't you like, look great on 1995. Much, yeah, baiting you because it's the Christmas season. You're about to do your Christmas shopping. It came out in November. So, like, yeah, like, here's some presents you can buy.
0: Absolutely. That's how they paid Which, for totally Arnold's trailer or whatever, you know, luxury trailer they bought for him that he got to go home in or something. He got yeah, I mean like that's 15
3: million dollars for this movie too. Producers, you better believe,
0: especially in the 90s, they were all about that. The licensing yeah. was it got out of hand, really. It, it really became like once you start like noticing it, it's probably like crossing some kind of a line, you know, when when Star Wars was more about the Burger King collectible cup than the actual film that came out, it started becoming an issue. <laughs> at least for me it did it was like yeah this is i i know you what you're doing <laughs> and i don't like it yeah yeah sell to make me buy stuff in a way that i don't know that i'm being sold on something come on yeah, yeah. <laughs> trick, me, marketing. trick me i want to be yeah. tricked yeah we want the foreplay
5: we we definitely want the foreplay right? Yeah, right. yeah
0: dial it back a little bit you're coming on a little strong um okay so anything else you guys wanted to add
4: I think I've jingled to completion here.
0: <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad you hear that. We did it.
2: We, we, we've officially jingled
0: all the way.
4: All the way, man. We went all the way.
0: <laughs> and now that we've jingled all the way, we can take a short commercial break. And now a word from our sponsors. Ladies, are your honey do list becoming honey don't? Do you need things done around the house? Well, I have the right tool for the job. Ted Malton, recent divorcee and friendly neighbor. And didn't you know it, a very handy man. Ted founded Mr. Fix It. It's an all-purpose handyman concern. To fill the hole in the lives of desperate housewives in the 1990s, we unclog gutters, clean pipes, even rub and scrub as long as it takes to get the job done. The best part is, Teddy Old Boy can be easily found in every neighborhood that exists in the 1990s. Why? He could be the Schwann's man, or the pizza delivery guy, or <laughs> yeah. even the plumber. <laughs> so if you oh, are man. in need of Mr. Fix It, it services. Uh and it's handyman. Don't worry. We can tell. We can find you. Uh, excuse me, ma'am. Disclaimer. Mr. Fixit cannot fix relationships that were already broken by the time Mr. Fixit got there. Mr. Fixit's all purpose handyman concern. Oh, it's a concern all right. Husband should be concerned.
3: Tell me, tell me, Ben. Does he does he lay pipe? Is that one of the services he offers? Oh yeah, Yeah. cleans them, lays them, all all kinds of pipe, all the pipes
0: you can muster, Mister.
4: (laughs) Cleans out those gutters, those those the ladies gutters. Cleans them right out. That's right. Yep. With his tool, (laughs) yeah. Sex. He has sex with them.
5: Yeah, no, like, sir. You <laughs> you me. Pepe, I see You've the pain coming out again. <laughs> yeah, really. he, he, regardless
4: of whatever job he's doing, he shows up with some sort of like massaging tool that is like
3: marketed <laughs> as something other than a vibrator, right? Back massager. You can argue <laughs> that anyone else may
0: have been miscast in this, but certainly Phil Hartman was cast perfectly. No, they,
4: they hit the nail on the head with him. Yeah absolutely
0: okay so um maybe uh, that out of the way we can talk about what we're gonna grade jingle all the way so let's grade it all the way um james pepe i'm curious uh how you graded this i'll start off with you our reigning champ
4: okay uh yeah i think for me so most of this didn't land very well and i think um Like I said, I watched it with my family. Probably not the best audience to watch this with. Um, Me and my sister did not like this movie very much. My parents fucking loved this movie. (laughs) Okay, wow, (laughs) Um, interesting. Yeah, they. Oh man, they were in. This had its hooks in them. They were in deep. Um, Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were invested.
0: I find Um, that charming.
4: I feel like if the four of us had watched this together and we were fucking like kibitzing over the, the movie the whole time, um, it would have been much more enjoyable. Um, however, I do have memories of watching this as a kid, and I actually have a very specific memory of watching it with an old friend of mine uh, named Giancarlo, so shout out to Giancarlo if he is listening. He, he's, a, he's actually the one, his family is the one that owns all the movie theaters around here. Um, and so we used to watch a lot of movies together uh, as kids.
0: Oh, all the independently um, owned theaters in Santa Rosa area then. Yeah, yeah. Is that like what you're talking Roxy about? Roxy
4: and the airport. Yeah, yeah, and the airport and, and all that. Uh, yeah, those
2: cool, ones,
4: cool. yeah. 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 Um, he and I were good friends as kids and our families were too. Uh, Neat. Yeah. So anyway, um, I think this is going to be a C plus.
0: I mean what am I going to argue yeah. with that? Yeah. I don't I don't, I don't know, are you? No, How no, you I'll I'll kind of restate it? what I said before. Um uh, in the spirit of the of the holidays, I'm going to be a little charitable uh with this one. Um and focus on the things I really did like and find funny and I'll give it a it's going to squeak in there for me uh with a minus. A B-. Um and that's like I said, it, it just—I don't know. It feels like with this movie, uh, it meant well, and it would feel like punching down to nitpick it apart. I mean, it's just—it's—it's e- it's too easy picking in that sense. Um, so, yeah,
4: Phil, Phil Hartman really saves it for me, to be honest. I mean, there was
0: good I, enough parts to where I think that it would probably where your grade. I probably agree with, and then you know, I got to nudge it over in the spirit of the holidays. So B minus. I think that's fair. Um, wh- okay, so Devin, you submitted this. Where did you land with? Uh, jingle all the way
3: yeah so i, th- I think it's uh, i mean this one's a little weird because i think in a typical season if this was just christmas movies mm-hmm. um it probably wouldn't land very high because it has a lot of flaws and and it's weird with like this theme being good bad and it's like how much credit do you give it for being bad when that's what we we're looking for and you know oh, yeah it's, it's a, the first one on we've that. watched this season that was like legitimately actually badly like, it's a wonderful life had flaws but it's not like a bad movie by any by right any measure um but also i have a lot of nostalgia for this movie and it's still like i said before the the emotional beats still hit for me in a way that is is shocking just you know because of how much the other stuff doesn't really hit um and so i think for me it's an a minus uh just because it doesn't quite there's things that could be improved but also it's sort of like fun in its flaws for me
0: yeah, I can buy your explanation. Um, are you padding your grade because it was your movie? I don't know. But, <laughs> no, I'm just teasing you. Um, no, uh, what, what pushed it over for me was that the end really did land for me in a genuine way. Like, that's how can you disagree with the sentiment of wanting to be loved? I mean, and like, you know, bring some Christmas cheer on top of that and they ended it on the right note. So there were things that did work for this. Um, but uh, what, what did Cat? Uh, give this thing. I'm very curious where she landed.
3: Uh, Kat said C+, because she enjoyed the film uh, even though it is objectively a bad movie. She uses that terminology again.
0: Yeah, and she's right, and I agree with her that as far as our theme being good-bad, I think this really did hit the nail on the head. Um, But, uh, Jim Scott, we will give you the final word and the final grade.
5: Yeah, so this movie had moments Uh, that were clever and funny you you know the over you know topping the over topness with the next like act you know and the transitions it it was okay but moments that was pretty much all there was for me and um and i but i think those moments spare it from a, a lower lower grade but I think this is one of those 90 movies nineties movies, and there's many of them where you watch it and it's a one and done like I don't see myself watching um this movie again, so yeah. it's not yeah. something that I would give it a high grade to recommend it to somebody else,
0: yeah, um, fair enough.
5: you know, including our viewers, so uh, I give it a c minus
0: okay that make that's in line with yeah. what i what, what I would have thought, yeah. We're we're all right around where I thought we would be with this one. Interesting. Um. So, what does that mean for the uh,
3: cumulative uh, grade? Uh, that drops it at a two point five four, which is a C plus, um, making it not quite among our least favorite films, um, but <laughs> certainly lower on the spectrum. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What
0: well, are some other ones?
3: Uh it beat under the skin for one, it's better than that under is, the skin. That is insane criminal. By all <laughs> the Absolutely criminal. Class, movie <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> we were harsh early on, oh, harsher in our grading, I
0: think, Early. yes, we were. a strong that.
4: worded email from me about this outrage.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, jingle all the way. I, I would watch under the skin in a minute. But would you, Jim, you didn't particularly like under the skin. So if you were forced to choose one of the other, let's let's hear it. Just, uh, I don't even
5: it. really remember Under the Skin. <laughs> was that the Jake
0: Gyllenhaal <laughs> very forgettable. one? No, that's the no. Enemy one. Uh, that was the one with oh, yeah, uh, the Enemy. I liked that one. Yeah, Enemy was good. Under oh, yeah. The skin
4: mm-hmm. was the one with
0: uh, Scar Joe. Yeah. As she the alien, alien lady who.
5: Oh, where she kidnapped was an alien. Now that yeah. one. Okay, so this one had some, at least was attempting a comedy. And that one was a at all. slog of a different nature. And I would say, like, if I had to pick between the two, I would watch Jingle All the Way rather oh, than you know. Under the Skin.
3: Um, this one is also very close to Sleepy Hollow, which I think makes sense. I think that's a, a good bedfellow for this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Beetlejuice yeah. is also close um, and then in yeah. the first season, although it's hard to compare stuff to the first season, but Horse Girl and Stranger Than Fiction both came in uh, very close to this. Mm. Makes sense.
4: I, this movie is better than Stranger Than Fiction.
0: I would agree. Yeah, it's, it's more fun. I don't it's know. Yeah. I'd, I'd probably watch Stranger Than
3: Fiction again before I watch it. Also, yeah. Just because I'm still tracking it, um, I am so amazed there was no Wilhelms in this movie. That, that's that's. I know. I mean, no, I I'm still no looking Wilhelms, Wilhelms too. in this. It I know crazy. an
0: action movie. They didn't do it. it. Yeah. Seem, this movie making a liar like out a, of me.
4: Right for a Wilhelm.
0: It does, doesn't it? 12. Maybe we just did so a yeah. bomb yeah. scene. Yeah. I got like my leap down. out of the window as the bomb explodes. And, I got yeah, my right. Wilhelm yeah. sound drop ready. Whenever we find one, but we we haven't done a lot of those types of movies, but uh, so mm-hmm. we'll we'll get we'll get to them. I I believe. I still believe. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> interesting. Well, thanks for that. Yeah, they are. <laughs> yeah, I'm Fox Mulder over here. They're out there. The truth is out there. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, speaking of out there, why don't we find out what's out there for us next week? Yes. Um, I have yeah, in my mind a one-sided die uh, that I'm going to roll. <laughs> and we're going to find out um, what we'll be watching for uh, Series 6, Episode 5, the last in our Christmas Good-Bad mashup series.
5: Give us Ben's flicks. Give us Ben's flicks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, this one, uh, you can pretty much assure that it will be mine unless I really flub this.
3: Uh, this okay. is the first time you've been last, Ben, since the first season. It's the last yeah, time no, last. I remember. I was like, oh, it's when I'm going to be last again. But
0: that's okay. Uh, it just reminds me of being picked for gym class and stuff. It's, it's okay. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> decades of therapy yeah. down the tube. <laughs>
4: I think, I think I got uh, oh no I guess uh, I, I think I got picked first for the first two seasons but I don't think that's right.
3: You did. That is correct. You oh were yeah, first okay. for one and two. So I was uh,
4: yeah, I, I really got the short end of it getting picked first on those Man, shit. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's contrary to how I feel. Let's trade places. Let's do a little, what's that movie called? All right. Uh, let me do the drum roll and we'll find out what we're watching uh, that was my submission for next week. Okay. Uh, We will be watching uh, through the magic of uh, YouTubes and uh, internets, uh, which are a series of tubes, as is my understanding. We'll be watching a little movie called Bad Santa, which came out in 2003, Uh. and it should be currently streaming on Pluto TV, though. Look around because that movie does make the rounds this time of year. Could be anywhere. So, Bad Santa, 2003, Pluto TV. I'll be looking forward to hearing what everyone's thoughts are on that next week
5: very
0: cool yeah and we have some we have a few things to do uh for show business tonight um we do have to roll for next series theme um but was there something else i feel like there was something else we yeah. wanted to talk about here or maybe give a, even shout a couple out. of things yeah okay yeah we got a shout out and then a retraction or something why don't we start with the yeah. bad news first
3: uh yeah i just wanted to mention two episodes ago now um which would have been what what movie was that uh it's wonderful life yeah no no Truman Capote's Christmas, Christmas memory. memory yeah Christmas memory. um i my one more thing was about uh Jason Schreier's uh podcast where he talks about music and i called it multiple times i called it song exploder which is the uh uh Maximum Fun music podcast, which I also flubbed and and for a second thought it was on Maximum Fun. It was a whole confusion. Jason Schreier's very good music podcast is called... Uh, Strong songs. I almost said the other one again. It's called strong Songs. Strong songs is the name of it. It is a very good podcast. I will reiterate how good it is because I fucked up so bad. Um, He like is an absolute musical genius can play almost every instrument that exists under the sun and goes like really deep dives into some of the greatest songs ever made. He did one of his most recent episodes was about September uh, by earth, wind and fire. Absolutely incredible. It, It has made me appreciate some of my favorite songs even more seeing how they're made. But anyway, that is strong songs. I'm sure Song Exploder is also a great podcast. I have not listened to that one.
0: Both great names. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, And I can see where that confusion come in. So thanks for clarifying that. (laughs) I still haven't checked that out, but now this is uh, kind of prompted me to remember to go, go check that out. I've been listening to a few. um, Like music, music channels on YouTube lately. So this is right in line with what I've kind of already been watching and stuff. It's, it's good stuff. Um, one of them was an interesting video. I'll be brief. It's a, it's kind of about ear training, which helps you understand the relationship between uh, two notes, like how many steps up or down, and being able to detect that by listening. And uh, one of the tricks that they use, which I thought was interesting, was just to remember um, very, very popular songs that do the thing that are that interval and see if it coincides with the note you're hearing. Like Star Wars goes from like uh, the... Uh, whatever note key you're in, it goes from like the one to the five or whatever. Uh, and so there's there's like little tricks like that, that I thought were really clever. So there's a ton of stuff yep. in music theory out there that is just vastly interesting, like how they do this thing to produce this amazing music. That um, yep, that is absolutely what
3: strong songs is all about. Yeah, you would totally. Love yeah, it.
0: it's a it's a it's a fun deep dive into music theory. Uh, any of that stuff. So I will look forward to checking that out. Thanks for that. Um, and then so in in other news um pepe do you want to share what we found this week and our stats well i guess will shout set out. up
4: and then maybe you can say more about it yeah but, sure uh, sure i will it turns out that um so as 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 our 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 regular listeners will know that uh one of the fa- one of our favorite movies that we've watched was november <laughs> <laughs> it was universally hailed on this podcast as uh, I liked it. A lot. I think. I think everybody said it was a life changing experience for them and the greatest movie <laughs> ever made. I think it. Was, yeah,
0: especially Jim. Um, <laughs> right, yes, yeah. Uh,
4: but as as of course we all know, and as our listeners of course also know, that that movie was an Estonian movie, and uh, maybe the yeah. only
0: one ever. For I all think, we know. Uh, yeah,
4: <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think we recently got a download from estonia not even just one
0: we got a couple of them so
4: oh wow one estonian
0: was looking up november maybe they were in the movie our joke was probably the whole country was in the film Um, (laughs) um, but somebody either some either two estonians who definitely belong together like it was faded in some estonian mythology uh found this podcast about november or some somebody was like, "Oh man, you know that movie we were both in November? Yeah, there's a podcast about it. Let's both check it out." And a buddy told another buddy. But we got a couple of downloads from Estonia, which is just so random oh, man, and that's funny so to me.
4: Crazy. Yeah, the power of the internet, man. I
0: know. It's what so if, bizarre.
4: What if what if what if our podcast just spreads like wildfire across the the, <laughs> the moors of Estonia? <laughs> oh my god! Do uh, I get just to say so what we're really there.
0: big in Estonia?
4: Yeah, yes, do, do I have of of the course. rights to
0: say that now? I, I always mean, to say something that. like
4: that. We could always say that because no one from Estonia is going to correct us. That's
0: right. Yeah. Well, maybe people will. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we did it justice. If you're, for, if you're an Estonian listening to this, uh, write us in and tell us what you thought of our show about November. And I really did yeah. enjoy that movie. Um, we also, all did a skydive on it, but we never do. So. <laughs> don't send
4: your krats after
0: us, please. <laughs> yeah, please spare us the krats. Yes. Um, yeah. We have plenty of Democrats anyway, so that's all the crats been need <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs>
3: See I'm that political crats, thing. I gotta so. take
0: that angle again. Yeah. So, um, for our well, diehard you know, political got, viewers.
3: Those are just the demos, and then like we'll get some, you know, more refined crats as we get better at Yeah, them, right. You know? No, don't judge us on these <laughs> demos <laughs> alone. <right>.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the production models have yet to be released. Uh, but we keep pushing it back. Uh seems we can't get anything passed around here. Um, so Let's see. Okay, so that's the basic show business. Now we got some kind of the heavy-duty stuff to do. Yes. Um, since we've reached the penultimate episode for this series, it is time to play Theme Jeopardy! So, Yay. explanation for those that don't know. Um, because our show is really just a stack of dice all the way down, uh, we're going to roll <laughs> even more dice and let fate decide what the next, uh, the next, if I can get it out, the next series theme will be. So, let's take a look at our categories.
3: We have Oscar Losers That Should Have Won, Adventure Films, Modern Sci-Fi, Mindbenders, Music Makes the Movie, and A Feast for the Eyes.
0: Okay, let's roll the dice. See what our theme is. Are, are you sure? Yeah. The, you way, gotta... the way I see it, the Jedi are the evil ones, though. <laughs> it's all a matter of perspective. Oh man. No, I think that's how they do it. But uh, write write us in if I'm wrong. And Pepe, you can write in the show too if you want that statue. <laughs> Just, Just get right. an extra one. Fuck it. <laughs> um, let us know if I'm doing that in the right the order. Bing, or not. The this has to comes be first, doesn't it? By crazy. The beep becomes the beep comes first. Isn't that what yeah. I did? No,
4: yeah. you do it. After, I didn't do dude. it.
0: Oh, I, I don't know. That, okay, now I, we have to look it up. I thought I, I thought I, oh man, that. if
4: there was only a way for us to tell, I'm gonna
0: fire my intern. I'll tell you, it's hard to get good help these days. Okay, we're ready to roll the dice.
3: Ready, roll indeed. It. I have a physical little D62. Excellent. Oh, no. All right, well, here's your back real, dark ages of dice, Real
0: drum roll. Oh, see, I, was, I should have waited because you did the <laughs> dice roll. I like the yeah. dice roll sound there. The foley. Yeah.
3: Uh, I got a one on the die, which means our next series will be Oscar losers that should have won. Ah, mm. There's many, it's, it's many. Been, yeah, many yeah, and awesome one. This has been the top of our list since we started this format of, of ranking our choices. So this will be, uh, this is our, this our most demanded. Yeah. Good. This will be a great
0: series to kick off uh, 2022 so there we'll, we go we'll, we'll kick off oh. in january with uh with uh oscar losers that should have won that's that's really great okay um well uh that said i think that's just about it gang i think we can mm-hmm. oh uh doordash pizza Who's that? no it's
5: just one more thing
0: oh it was it was doordash no <laughs> uh lieutenant clumbo <laughs> is here to tell us we have time for just one more thing the segment of the show where each co-host uh brings a little something in from outside of the show to discuss um and mine is i'm going to say this wrong is blade and sorcery on vr did i say that right Devin? no I just need that under under the okay subtitle nomad. yes specifically nomad which is out standalone on the quest 2 Um, And I have the ability to either wired or wirelessly connect to my gaming PC and play the heck out of um, titles at their uh, computer resolution. But um, it's just so convenient to play games just standalone on the Quest. Uh, It takes a little hit here and there. But when they port them in, I tend to just do that because it's just easier. um, Unless there's a specific reason not to or they're not available. But this one's been ported and it's been very well received. Um, for me, it was the first time playing it, actually. I don't know how I've gone this long without playing this game, but it is an excellent, uh, at its core, it's just an excellent like battle engine for like magic and sword and uh, mm. melee battle. Uh, you're casting spells, you're grabbing weapons, you're shooting bows and arrows, and it's the one where it gets, gets the physics right. There's no tricks to it. You just do the mo- the motion you do is the motion you get in the game. So if you want to go out there and have at it like a kid who's just uh, has an overwrought imagination, um, as some of us are, and just get a little exercise maybe, right? And uh, cast a fireball and swing whatever kind of weapon you want to conjure up. Um, And you can even do Jedi-like things where you pick up a weapon and throw them at people. And Mm. they they just thought of it all. Uh, And then what I've heard is that you can actually start modding the nomad version of quest they've included something like that or it's coming in an update soon um cuz they're like it's still a work in progress but it's an amazing game i definitely highly recommend anyone who's into vr checking it out this is one of those stops you have to make on the vr tour uh to really have seen it all um oh. devin looks like he has stuff to add to that uh, mods i think are coming and one of them devin was telling me about which you can fill into if that wasn't what you were saying
3: Uh, Yeah, well, yeah. There's a huge modding community for this game. There are full conversion mods that turn it into a total Star Wars game where you're wielding lightsabers and which would work uh, perfectly with this. Absolutely. Um, And there's all kinds of like hidden stuff too that you unlock as you play. Like one of the coolest things is the ways you use magic. You can either throw the spell, like throw a fireball with the fire magic, or if you hold the magic button on one of your weapons, it'll infuse the weapon with that magic. um, Yes, the weapon crazy interactions. It's, it's yeah. so cool. The weapon yeah, so gets confused
0: the lightning. Now it's a lightning sword or an axe or whatever.
3: Yeah, it's super yeah. cool. So, like, the, the fire weapons will pierce through shields. If they're hot enough, they'll just melt through a shield. You can also melt them into stone. Which is uh, there's a whole thing where you can create like pitons by heating up daggers, sticking them into walls, and then like climbing them like a ladder. Um, and you can like get all over the map. It's it's or, a crazy game that just plans for all that stuff. If you just like don't have a weapon
0: and you are fast enough, you can grab someone by the throat and break their neck. I mean, it's like the, the, the battle engine is something I heretofore have not seen in in the VR, and it's and it's the direction it needs to go in the in the arena of those hyper-realistic games or realistic games, I should say. Um, They should be paying attention to this one. And it was made by, if I'm not mistaken, an indie community who is passionate about making a cool game. Hmm. Um, And I'll just say one more thing. The telekinesis also, you can, if you're powerful enough or have enough mana to use and you, you will have to aim it right, but you can grab someone's arm and keep them from swinging a sword at you and they're like struggling against your telekinesis Or even if you're strong enough, just lift them off the ground and hurl them like some supercharged Jedi or something. So just a ton of fun. Just having a ton of fun with that little discovery this week. So yeah, I'm late to the game on that one, but if you haven't heard of it, haven't played it, definitely check it out. Uh, Okay, I've taken up all the time, so if everyone else has just one sentence, we'll wrap this sucker up. Devin, what have you got?
3: Uh, Yeah, so I think I'm going to talk about Spider-Man. I'm not going to spoil anything, just put that up front movie, so that nobody the freaks out yes the new spider-man uh, no way home film okay i saw it i absolutely loved it i think that it is a film that mcu fans will absolutely adore and the average person will absolutely adore i think that it is a okay an excellent film and as well as an excellent mcu film it is are you it, are you a big spider-man fan fans. I'm sorry Absolutely. I, I didn't mean to cut yeah, you off no, no, until you're no. done. Absolutely. I am. I think that okay. he's okay. he's a wonderful hero because he is so small scale and he is so concerned with his domain and he's a neighborhood his neighborhood hero his people exactly and that that is what always has worked about him and they are yeah. definitely giving into that in this film in a, in a great way. I He's definitely him. a
0: character who's like the fish out of water when he has to go with the Avengers to some other world. He's like us like oh crap like I'm I'm you know now fighting uh uh, someone out here in the, in the galactic realm or whatever. Um, so they, they've done a good job with portraying that maybe for the first time in a Spider-Man live-action movie, uh, The whole neighborhood yeah. part. They did that really great in, the, in um, both the Spider-Man game and then the Miles Morales game too on the PlayStation, which I've been playing yeah. recently. Yeah, so I'm yeah, I can't wait with, to
3: see that. I'm, yeah, glad I'm very heard. happy with Tom Holland's uh, portrayal too, and I'm glad that he's going to continue to be that character yes doesn't he sign up for like three more movies or something i don't know if there was a number attached but he is definitely continuing to be spider-man yeah yeah glad for that
0: yeah keep it up and uh i i can't wait to see what the future has in store and i was also happy to see that the the sequel to the miles morales uh spider-verse film done by sony who i i'm not super stoked that they still have the rights to spider-man but um if they keep making good content like the into the spider-verse movie i'll i'll watch what they are putting out there not a big fan of the venom thing but uh they're they're doing a sequel to the spider-verse so looking forward to that one as
3: well it it is crazy to me that they're still making morbius also just on like a tangent like morbius seemed like the most cancelable movie of 2021 and yet it didn't get canceled they're still making it It's what they got they're working with what they got
0: hopefully they come up with something cool yeah yeah maybe. You know, if it's bad, then oh well. And then, you know, Marvel will get it back eventually and we'll see what their take on things. Um, anything else you wanted to say before we pass it over to James Pepe? That's it for me. Cool. Yeah, Spider-Man. Bam. Web gauntlet thrown. Okay, James Pepe, what have you got? Uh, my
4: one more thing. I, sh- I am kicking myself now that I didn't uh, do this earlier because I think by the time this episode airs, it will be after Christmas. And listening to Christmas Christmas music after Christmas is not that great. But at least for you, you guys will know. Um, Christmas
0: will roll around again. That's a little known fact. And um, that's when this show will probably get most of its viewers, I'm betting. A year (laughs) from now. Um,
4: But I am going to suggest uh, that people go onto Spotify and look up um, an album called Treeside Hoot. Uh, by that's uh, tree is two words Treeside hoot by a little band called the Christmas Jug Band. Um, they are a local band that my family and I uh, went and saw on at least a pair of occasions and maybe more. Um, but Treeside hoot is my favorite Christmas album. Um, it is so the whole album. It's
0: great. We got li- to. We,
4: we should I- listen to the whole album. Well, well, you're gonna want to listen to the whole album. Um, okay. Uh,
0: there's. I wasn't doubting. I'm just seeing that, that if that's what you're suggesting. No, like, the, this... the
4: whole the whole album is is great. Uh, with the exception of one song, um, there is. I was telling another friend about this recently, and I said there's one skip on this album, and okay. it is the the penultimate track. So, um, you can you can count yourself as having listened to the entirety of the album if you skip the track before
0: last well the um, first track i'm listening to now is the penultimate track and then i'll go back and okay, it on the yeah, second sure. <laughs> just for the fun of it but yeah if you're holding your phone right now listening to us or you know watching on your computer or whatever um stop right now pause the, and go check out spotify and check this thing out and uh write us in and tell pepe what you think and i'll check yeah. it out too and i'll i'll give you my uh um opinion whether whether he likes it or not. sir.
4: Yeah, so, I've, listened, I've listened to this album probably over the last maybe two or three days, probably five times. And I just it puts such a grin on my face every time. It makes me so happy. I love listening to it. Okay, so, everyone's uh, ready yeah.
0: to look it up. What's the name one more time? And then we'll...
4: <laughs> okay, yeah. So the album is called Treeside Hoot, and the band is The Christmas Jug Band.
0: All right, there you go. Type that in. Um, yeah, when I'm editing, I'll, I'll stop and, and listen to it. How's that sound?
4: <laughs> that's great yeah
0: all right cool 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 we'll all do the thing I'm sure
4: great I'm, sh- I'm sure they'd love it if you if, if we if we advertised for them a little bit so.
0: <laughs> sure sure why not yeah local guys sure It'd be yeah. need to see them live actually okay jim scott what have you got for us this week on just one more thing
5: yeah so my just one more thing uh before i actually get into it i'll make this all quick i have uh written down i noticed that i do a lot of uh just one more things that i'm in in the process of playing or reading or whatever. Mm, so I just mm. I and plus the just one more things. Uh I, I just want to rehash them because they are good good things that are out there. Um just like all of us, you know, we we bring like the best of what we are looking at, listening to, reading and etc. So uh just real quick like will a time. I had mentioned that on just one more thing. Um uh in the middle of book five. I keep taking hiatuses where I'm reading other books just because I like to read more than one book at once. But uh, it just so happens that Willow of Time" also is a TV series uh, based on the books on Amazon, and I think it was last week or maybe the week before where they were the number one series. You know, out of new series that were being dropped in yeah, all the streaming services, they were the number one watch. And I think this week. It is the biggest series of Amazon of all time. So they've really scaled the heights and I thoroughly um, enjoy the series. Yes, they have definitely launched in a big way. And I think the hesitation is, we hope we don't get another Game of Thrones.
0: I think everyone Um, can agree with that sentiment. Yeah.
5: Yeah, and so far so good. The advantage is this is a finished series. And yes. also another advantage is that the, I guess the director or the guy that's spearheading the project, uh, he's such uh attention to detail type of guy that he needed this to be like this. So he could even direct it. He's got eight seasons planned, you yeah. know, so he's got his end goal in
0: mind, which because as long is, as they, as long as they adapt the stories and from the books well enough, and make it a good yes. watchable series uh there'll be people wanting to see it right so yeah e- exactly
5: and you don't have to be a book reader to enjoy it in fact there's a lot of podcasts that talk about non-book reader book reader and their reactions to it so anyways uh that was what i s- had suggested uh Stephen king i just suggested recently Full Dark, No Stars is a—it's kind of like his different seasons, in the uh, aspect that it's four short novellas. Uh, novellas, excuse me—I mispronounce things from time to time. Uh, but uh, right. uh, I'm in the second one. I read the first one, which is 1922, which is also a Netflix movie um, that they that they did, uh, and I'd be interested in watching that and seeing how it stacks up with the uh, story. Uh, video games. Right. I'm I'm playing Dying Light. I revisited the last time I played. Yeah, I've it was noticed. 2016. 2016. Yeah, it's a zombie survival. So it's like a city. It's called the. It's a fictional city called Haran, and it almost feels Egyptian or Middle Eastern in tone. They don't really place it, but everything that surrounds it, the score. Um, even to like how people are dressed, to some of the accents, it feels like it's a modern city in, you know, uh, Egypt or Middle East somewhere. Yeah,
3: kind of Cairo, but not not quite yeah. Dubai. Like somewhere between Cairo and Dubai. It's not like as advanced as Dubai, but not quite yeah. as
0: yeah, slumish as. Cairo. So Devin just played this. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, I a have two things. Um, Jim, have you? are you a fan of the Witcher or the video games or the novels I, or the TV I, show? Cause the second season of that just dropped.
5: Yes. I love, uh, the, the video game, although I've only played the third, That's the how third I was one, introduced
0: but I played the that, crap.
5: Please. Yeah. I played the crap out of that. I only, Me too. um, I stopped at, I think the second DLC they had dropped for that. And that was just cause I got distracted with something else, which tends to happen. Um, I got the first book, uh, in this series. I can see it right now. It is on my bookshelf, but it's behind, uh, I have a huge,
0: yeah, huge It's TBR on my, list. It's in my queue as well. Yeah, exactly. But, um, did you watch the sh- series on Netflix at all? Or have you? The, in, first, any season.
5: In okay, the, the first, first season. Only the first
0: season. Yeah. For me, I'll just say this because we're not get, supposed to get into a deep discussion on it, but I did want to mention it because uh, it's, it's, obviously put up against the release of uh, wheel of time now yeah. yeah, to me um i'm more excited about the wheel of time series because it's just on that epic scale and i know the witcher more yes. from video games um but the second season of the witcher makes the first season of the witcher feel like a cw show uh,
1: really? the second season has
0: really done a an impressive job of of shirking or shaking off that kind of Flavor that kind of came along with that first season.
5: Yeah, I had heard there was a lot of resistance to the first season. There was a, uh, some people that thought it could be better. It should have been better, and they had all the right ingredients to make it better. Like Henry Cavill is a he's like a very much a fan of the Witcher book series, so he was excited to do the show. Yeah, they really and so that ramped
0: is, up. It's good news, yeah, for fantasy. No, that's lectures. great. It's, it's, it's like, I don't even see it as competition. I say, give me all of it as long as it's good. So, yeah, yeah I, I was pleasantly surprised. Now, I've only seen the first episode uh, and part hmm. of the second episode, but I'm continuing on. I just started it the other day or the other night. And um, I, I sat up in my seat. I was like, wow, good, good. Yes, please, please try really, really hard and deliver stuff like this. Uh, very yeah. interesting stuff yeah and two different genres
5: because you you hit it yes. when you said will of time is more of the high fantasy and then the witcher is more of like either dark fantasy or uh even moving into grim dark because yeah. the witchers are monsters themselves and they're kind of reviled in certain circles so but anyway yeah i'm i want to watch first season yeah i want to watch the first season again just because it was 2019 and yeah, warm yeah. back up to like siri and you, you should. know and the, it's not to say yeah. the first
0: season was even bad it just kind of felt the production felt on a certain scale that was maybe in yeah. line with like the even like the marvel netflix uh, i mean yeah the marvel netflix shows that's what i said it right um yeah. where they were just like they were good but they they still felt like a tv show whereas like shows now mm-hmm. coming out are just really striving to be on the level of movie quality so this one yeah i guess went from one to the other for me as far as the nice well that's
5: exciting because that's still that's my TBW list you you know and i will eventually uh get to get to it uh the other video game that i want to mention is back for blood that is a game that I've, i've poured a lot of time and um energy into uh i don't play it as often as ben can attest um as as often now but it is something that is like left for dead was is something that you'll continuously revisit especially since the christmas update has come out and i haven't played it to see uh what that's all about but uh yeah that is something that i uh, enjoy and can't wait until the first like download of their season one comes out with the new level that
0: would be if the christmas update is any indication of what this will be like it's going to be really great um yeah and i've i've really enjoyed playing since the update um it does feel like some weight has been taken off but maybe because the amount of weight was on was actually painful that maybe it is a good thing in, in this sense but you kind of feel like a superhero now because you've built up all these skills like, oh yeah, you've been running this whole season with weights in your heels. Now yeah. try, and then the guy just zips around the track. Like it kind of feels like that. So that's thrilling and novel in its own right. Um, people, you you know, you go online play with people. It's I can tell everyone's having a good time with it, and there's fun Christmas content. So I, I urge you to come back when you're done playing your uh, the Dying Light game, and, or what a hiatus. Uh,
5: oh yeah it is from sure, one sure. zombie game to another <laughs> i also get because you
0: unlocked like every unlock there was yes. in that game mm-hmm. you had absolutely played through all that content so i'm still working uh, through it uh anyway cool he, yeah so was there anything else you want to mention before we uh, off, guys? just
5: just one my actual just one more thing uh so this is uh mark <laughs> lawrence
0: Let me say if you're a a good still, yeah, but
5: there was a lot of interaction. There was a lot of healthy interaction So, you know, it's it's organic. It tends to elongate things. Uh, so this is Mark Lawrence. Uh, this is Emperor of Thorns. This is the third book in the trilogy. He's written at least one other trilogy, and I think he might have released uh like the book one of a of a third, but it's set in a certain universe. Uh, the main protagonist is not a protagonist. He's not a good guy. Uh, he surrounds himself by villains, but it's in a very villainous world. It is a true Game of Thrones uh, where you're seeking to be emperor, but there's all these political machinations uh, that you have to deal with because everybody that is of some stature is seeking that position. So it's, it's interesting. Uh, and this is the third book. I had read the first two and then didn't finish it. So. Now, I, I always
0: love a fresh new spin on fantasy. I'm in for that just about every time. Yes. It never end For me. So yep. thanks for that recommendation, too. You got it. OK, guys.
4: It. I think I'll miss you most of all.
0: Merry Christmas, everyone. Dorothy is letting <laughs> us know it's time to say goodbye. I'm not crying. You're crying. Well, I'll be crying when I see my <laughs> credit card bill after the new year. Um yeah, let's let's sign off on that high note. Uh lots of love. Merry Christmas to all. We are going to have Christmas between this recording and next week. So happy holidays to you guys. And uh yeah, uh time to say goodbye. Start with Devin.
3: I have been Devin Schwartz. You can find me on Twitter at Devin Schwartz1 and came over, man. Game over.
0: Game over. Couldn't have come in a more Christmassy time. A very Christmassy <laughs> game over to you all. Also, <laughs> it's
3: not a Tuma. Oh, there we go. All right,
0: J- uh, Jim, do you want to give us yours? I think. Uh, yeah. Pepe, did you give us? Did you give us our, our your Arnold yet? We all get one. Uh, get to the chopper. <laughs> okay, good. Jim, here. Let's hear your Arnold. Oh God, mine is so
5: terrible. That's okay. It, they, they all are. It took the six of us to put us in the meat grinder.
2: <laughs> okay, there we go.
5: God, it's terrible.
0: <laughs> we'll what be back that? next week. Okay. Uh, Predator. Let's see. Oh,
2: yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Which still, I still think it stands up, but that's. That movie's a fucking movie great. Yes. I love this movie. I'll never not love that one. um, And hate all the sequels. Okay. James Pepe. <laughs> uh, I
4: have been and still am James Pepe. <laughs> And uh, yeah, thanks for coming and watching or listening, hanging out with us. Have a happy holidays and hope to see you guys back next week. And if you're from Estonia, write us an email. <laughs>
0: That's right. You're, you're always guaranteed to get 100% genuine Pepe on our show. Oh, Estonia! No
4: Please, please write us an email, please, Estonia.
0: <laughs> someone just pretend. I'm just going to hire somebody to write you an email. Oh, that, you
4: know what? That would be. Even I don't want to know about someone, it.
0: Though. Someone else out there do it for me. I because I want to. I want to believe as well. <laughs> someone out there I don't want to be on that side of the curtain.
4: Pretend to write us an email in the. In the person of Estonia, as the as a nation,
0: not as do like do a, a good a, job because we'll know if
4: you're
0: not up the par with your acting or your or you know just look up some facts. Sell go, us on Go
4: it. watch November then. Right Imagine an yourself as as Estonia.
0: Write yes, us exactly. An
4: email. <laughs> dear
0: show, dear Estonia. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> that's good. that's coming. Don't miss that next week. Dude, okay, and
4: me, Estonia. <laughs> yes, please. More of that.
0: Gentleman Jim Scott. There's like a phone conversation I can't hang up on. G- gentleman oh, okay. Jim Scott. Take us out.
5: Yeah, the, the, the person on the other line says, y- y- yeah, uh, uh, I'm gonna let we, you we go. We should probably yeah, I'm gonna let you go. And then they continue on with another 15 minutes of conversation. That's uh, right. uh reminds me of a friend of mine. But uh uh yeah, I'm gentleman Jim Scott. Uh, and uh, farewell, uh, gentle listeners and friends. Take care.
0: Indeed. Come back next week for more fun. And this has been I'll Look at Yours If You Look at Mine. And now that you've we've looked at yours, what have we done? <laughs> now that you've looked at ours. Done? <laughs> what have we done a, here, Guys, ben? I hit a button. I shouldn't have hit the button, but I did. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, the copy was gone, is and I was dead in my tracks. Uh, take two take three and this has been <laughs> I'll look at yours if you look at mine and now that you've looked at ours we hope to look at yours soon if you enjoy the show be sure to like comment subscribe ring the bell give us a five star review dot your eyes cross your T's sign here initial here and don't forget to tell your friends And don't forget to watch Bad Santa 2003, which is currently streaming on Pluto TV and could be streaming elsewhere. Go to justwatch.com and look it up. And until next time, lookers, keep on looking.